PJ. Oh man, Dan the man. <laughs> I'm good, dude. Uh, I'm glad that you were doing it in person. I think that's one of the last things that I was saying when we were last talking uh, on this yes. show. Um, I, we were going through the rigmarole of the whole COVID and all the things and trying to figure out how to do these things virtually and I'm glad to have you in the studio. Right, <laughs> if you can call dope. it that. The setup I pre- is dope, bro. Thanks, man. Came up for real. I appreciate you. Um, so last we talked, you had an injury. And you know what? Before we even get into all of that, right off the top, I want to just plug all the different things that you are doing right now. Um, plug your socials, plug plug whatever whatever you want people to know about where, where they can find you. And okay, so recap. Um, how y'all doing? Try to keep this little... Oh, a little closer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, my name is BJ Matthews, and I am on Instagram. You can find me at bjizzle, and you can also find me on Facebook, and that's BJ Matthews. So those are the two accounts you can find me at. Dope. And you're starting a show, too. I want to make sure we don't forget about to talk about the... Oh. You're going to start a podcast. We, we've been talking a little bit about this, and yeah, I'm excited yeah. for you. Yeah, man. I think um, it's a dope name. Yeah. Good concept. You seem to have some people under your belt already, so that's a big, that's a big thing, too. Yeah, man, it's been a transformation. So um, the podcast is going to be called The Pull Up and I'm going to be having not only myself, but a good friend of mine who's also one of my host, high school teammates. Mm. He's going to be doing the podcast with me and we're just going to be talking about strictly basketball, strictly basketball all the time, 24-7, have guests on the show, debates. It's going to be informative, but it's also going to be exciting and fun. So we want to make sure that the audience can relate. And the purpose of the podcast, in my view, is because you know, I currently play ball, so right. I'm still active. And one of the hardest things when you're an athlete is to find out what you're going to do after. And me being me, like being around the sport, I'm deciding to go ahead and go into the broadcasting field mm. and making those connections and stuff like that. So, you know, I said, why not? So how do you make that decision? Like, how do you, because whenever I was still kind of trying to figure out if I wanted to be close to the game or not, or how I could do that. Like I could do some sort of coaching thing. I could do some sort of training, like not clearly somebody who has played at a professional level would have a better, like you could do that a lot easier. I think you'd have some, some respect on your name where I I don't know. I, how, how did you make the decision between like broadcasting versus wanting to teach is that just like a personality thing or like well okay so yeah that's exactly what it is so i was a kid man and basketball was was my first love and i remember when i was a kid i used to actually in the playoffs i used to write down the games of the scores of every single game and also you know put the you know lakers beat the blazers and you know kobe had 28 points, Shaq had 26 points or something like of that nature. Yeah. And it was weird because, you know, you don't see kids usually doing stuff like that. So I've always been into like analyzing, broadcasting, reporting. Mm. It's been a passion of mine. Coaching, I don't think I'll have the patience for it. Because, Interesting. you know, most players, they want you to do exactly what, you know, they see themselves. Like if I see an open pass, the team that might not see it, the player might not see it. And, I might get a little frustrated and you know, so it's right. Cause you, right. Yeah. You, yeah. It's, it's like, well, just do it. Like you don't know how, you <laughs> yeah. don't, you know how to For tell sure. them sometimes sure. how to do what, what you would have maybe chosen to do in that right, right. thing. Pull, exactly. Pull exactly. this in just a little bit. Just pull it close to your face. Okay. There you go. Yeah. Man, it's the first time. So no, you're good. No worries. No cool. worries. Yeah. All right. Cool. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that's something that I, that's one of the reasons why I haven't wanted to even try that for fear of, 
um, not, I didn't think about it in a patience aspect, but more of just like, a I wouldn't know how to, I mean, I guess I should maybe try. Have yeah. you ever, have you ever taught anybody like that before? I or? mean, not seriously, just being around the game, you meet young kids and you know, right. I may teach them how to dribble, shoot here and right. there, but you're not actually, nah, man. The, nothing's on the line. Nah, man. Yeah. It's, it's not me. Yeah. So I, I, feel you. I stay in my lane. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so how's that ACL treating you? Okay. It was the Achilles, ACL, right? Achilles. Okay, Achilles. So recap on that. Um, this is the second time me tearing it on both feet. So the same injury. Wait, wait, wait. You've torn your Achilles on both sides twice? Not twice. So right and left once. Okay. So yeah, so both sides. Like I've torn it twice. Got it, got it, got it. Um, same injury as Clay Thompson recently. Um, mm, mm-hmm. Kevin Durant, you know, a lot of top level players getting that injury. It's, it's a tough injury to come back from. And it's... You know, knocking on wood, bro. Mm-hmm. Um, the process has been good. Um, I've had great doctors, great support, family, friends, all supporting me by my side. So it's made it a lot easier. The dark days haven't been as dark. Um, but everything, you know, it's been good. You know, glory to God, man. Everything's been copacetic. So you've been training like how many times a day? Multiple times a day or just... Yeah. Okay. So I start off with physical therapy, of course, you know, for three, four months, and then I go straight into training, you know, slowly. Mm. So I might do first week back three times a week, then gradually next two weeks, I'll probably go four times a week. Mm. So right now I'm at about five times a week, twice a day. So I take off on Saturdays and Sundays. Five times a week, twice a day. What, okay. What, what time are you starting? Is it like a Kobe Bryant sort of deal? <laughs> getting up at four o'clock in the morning, doing not, the whole grind? Not, not that crazy. No. But uh, it's seven o'clock, you know, wake up, you know, get my stretching in, all that good stuff, warming up. Yeah. Um, hit the weights right away, seven to nine. I do some conditioning like on the track, stuff like that. Mm. And then like I'll chill and then go in the evening time. I'll probably, you know, do a lot of court stuff like, fundamentals shooting dribbling um not really playing scrimmage yet because my whole thing is you know the COVID being where it's at you know we're not going to be playing anytime soon so why rush it so I'm just sure getting my stuff you know perfect that makes sense yeah you said seven and nine so are you working out both of those are two hour sessions or what's the, so, I don't know how stringent and how hard you're actually like <laughs> yeah. trying to rehab this Achilles for real. So and how much you're actually able to do. So I put more time into the lifting and, you know, conditioning than I do on the basketball. I feel like that's just going to come like it's in me, like just like right. walking, like you sure. know, I know how to it, shoot. It, you, to it's been 20 years. Exactly. Yeah. So I can do that, you know, just off rhythm. But that the other stuff with the running and lifting weights, that's going to be something that you have to really build, get stronger. So I spend a lot more time on that, you know, extra stretching, extra conditioning, little things that I'm doing I didn't do before. Yeah, (laughs) that's that. I've only had a a couple of injuries. Thank goodness it hasn't been an Achilles or any of the LCL, MCL, ACL, all the L's, all the L's. No doubt. Uh, doubt. None of that's happened to me yet, but. I did have a shoulder thing happen where I went for a steal. I might have talked about this somewhere on the show somewhere. I sorry. Um, but I went for a steal. I smashed into this guy and it just like, it didn't come out, but it hurt and it wasn't going away. And I realized that, Oh, I haven't really been 
lifting with intent mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. and purpose and like really putting thought into why I'm doing the different workouts that I'm doing. And right. so what are you doing specifically for the Achilles? Like how do you how do you rehab that? So carefully. Right. So the physical therapist, he gave me um a chart mm. of all types of exercises that I didn't even know exist until you know, he broke it down for me. And you know, it has like a little elastic band I have. Well, actually not little, it's pretty long. And I use that for like 20 minutes a day. Mm. And I'm constantly doing little circular motions with my heel and then, you know, flexor, dorsi, plantar flexion, all that good stuff. Um, a lot of balancing exercises, stuff that if one leg is balanced, I can do on one leg, I want to do on the other leg. Mm-hmm. So I'm not only just strengthening this side, I'm strengthening my right side. And a lot of people make that mistake where they want to get that injury right on this side, but they forget about this side. Right. And then that's how you tear both of them, mm-hmm. isn't it? <laughs> exactly. You get me? So it, it, it's a lot of little things, man, little things that I'm doing, but that's the gist of it. How long ago was that, that you, that you tore that? Cause last we talked was July. Yeah. And I think it was pretty new. Yeah. It was, it was in was it January or February? It was in February. So February and then, so that's about nine months, mm-hmm. nine months. And my doctor told me it can be up to six months to a year, this injury. It's it's tough to come back from, but I didn't want to hear that because at no. the time I was just like, I want to get back. But then it's like, you know, why get back and then do something else again, re-injure yourself. Yeah. So um, I've been listening to him, taking my time with the injury and not really forcing things. So it's been about nine months. Damn, it was July. that was when we talked July. July eighth is when I posted that episode. I don't know how many days it took me to uh, put that out. I know that at that time my workflow was still a bit yeah. tough, and so I was figuring this whole thing out. It might have been we either talked early July or whatever comes right before July. I'm stupid right now. Is that March? That's March, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Man, time flies, man. Yeah, it's been a minute. <laughs> yeah, it's been a solid minute for sure. So uh, besides that, like what else has been, um, what else has changed for you in the last six months? So, um, what else has changed? Um, it's just, okay. So before the injury, you look at things different and we know we talked about this before with COVID. So Mm. everybody's had a chance to kind of reflect and kind of recounter what they've been doing in their life and also figure out ways they can make their life better and self-growth and things like that. So for me personally, man, I've just been like focusing more on just self-reflection, self-growth and reading more books and doing even a little meditation. Mm. And I thought I would never do something like that. But it's like, you know, I want to get better. I want to do better. And why not do it now when there's so much downtime? Yeah. Um, so I haven't really been focusing on trying to, you know, be part of the crowd and doing things, you know, with, hundreds of people or tens of people, whatever you want to call it. I'm more focused on having my own right now and just trying to do my thing. For sure. You know what I'm saying? What books are you reading right now? So I read The Secret. I don't know if you ever heard of that book. Uh, uh, is that the one where you uh, you you manifest everything into existence by talking mm-hmm. about it? Yeah, that's that. Okay. Yeah, The Secret. I read that book. Yeah, that's, a, that's, that's one of the iffy ones. It's like the concept is kind of like it, you can go too far with it is all I'm saying. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like some people when they read it, they can get pretty, 
I don't know what to call it. Woo woo. I don't want to say woo. I don't, yeah, I don't want to offend you, people, but yeah. you know what I mean? You, you, get so, <laughs> you get so drawn into it. It's like, okay, I got to live this like right. day take by take. And really it's just, you know, natural concept, but also taking another approach to it. Yeah. That's how I look at it. And I read the book and I was like, I put it down. I was like, okay, wow, this is why this happens. This is why this happens. And yeah, vice versa. But that's one of the books. And also been you know with the podcast i've been doing a lot more research on that Mm -hmm. and you know it's a lot of work man even like somebody like you i commend who can actually do the podcast and hours of recording and hours of editing i'm like damn like it's a real deal yeah i mean at the beginning there was it was definitely a learning curve in terms of like how many different angles you're trying to have uh from what i have found so far is this table being a little shaky for you, by the way, you know, what? Is, is a little shaky. I can help you with this. I'm gonna be a little honest. Yeah, it is. Okay. So let me, <laughs> I, I moved it a little. Don't forget my thought. I was talking about the, uh, reading, reading. reading yeah. Books. But the, yeah. Yeah. This used to be for a little backstory of this entire setup here. Everything in this studio, for the most part, is uh, refurbished. Everything. Literally everything. Except for this dark piece. This TV I got from a guy who was about to throw it away. I was like, does it work? Give it to me. Give it to me. This brown piece used to be a drawer that pulled out from the desk. Yeah, I see. And so, yeah, I, I've completely makeshifted this studio into something that is functional and... Uh, mainly just function man get the job done. Yeah, I don't care where you get it from man gets the job done. we good I, I, and I forget exactly what a uh, point I was going to make but I guess going back to the secret I did have a thought where I think that even just like you doing something right and realizing that it was you that did it can kind of make you realize that you can do other things whether you think that whether before you thought you could have done them or not. Mm -hmm. And once you have like that, that little boost of experience and confidence, then you can start like building on top of that and compounding your, your confidence. Yeah, man. Leap of faith, man. Really just taking what you didn't think you could do, like you said, and you can do it. And even if you fail at it, it's something that, okay, at least I tried it. I know because we only have one life. I think the 2020 year for me, um, it's the life where you can't leave no stone unturned. Like people passing away. Like I speaking of passing Kobe, the quote that he um I remember one of them saying was that um the biggest mistake we make in life is thinking we have time. Mm. So when I saw that quote, I was like, man, like everything that I wanted to do, I'm gonna attack. You know, even with basketball, I make sure I attack everything ferociously. After basketball, I'm already setting the groundwork for that. Cause people a lot of times make the mistake of talking about it all day. Oh, I want to be a professional, this professional, that I want to have this business. I want to have this house, this car, this amount of money in my pocket, but not putting no plan of action based off of what being scared. Yeah. So a lot of times people, you can, we lie people out just by not trying your competition. Mm -hmm. So if you take that leap of faith and say, well, I'm going to try to do something like this you already separated yourself because people don't even have that same mindset as you. Right. You know what I mean? So right. 
that's what I learned with this year, though, bro. For sure. Yeah, this year has been a kick in the balls for everybody, uh, even those who don't have balls. <laughs> they grew some, got them kicked right off. Let me tell you, they got punted to China. Those balls got kicked man, got knocked <laughs> right into Wuhan. Real. Exactly, man. Uh, what you you mentioned having all those uh, or just like making sure that you're, what you're building, it leads to your end goals. And so what are those ambitions for you like? I don't always have a super clear idea of what the future looks like. Right. And a lot of times, um, you're good. No worries. Um, a lot of times I feel like I'm kind of just doing things to get by sometimes, which I don't like, and I don't know where that started or where that is coming from. But sometimes it's like I'm here and as long as, there's not like a, there's not a, it's just kind of seems like there haven't been too many roadblocks. The less, the less things that you want. Meanwhile, I mean, this is, this is what we're working with too. So it's like, maybe I'm being too complacent sometimes. And so I'm curious, like, what do you want? Because I, I don't know how much further I would want to even change this. I'm almost happy with this setup. I kind of am proud of the fact that I made it out of, just some bullshit that yeah, I found on the side of the road, yeah, you know? Bro, it's, it's yours. <laughs> like, that's something to be proud of. It's yours. Like, this is what you built. Like, uh, man, this is perfect. Like, this is where, okay, I can go back and say, well, this is mine. This is my setup. It belongs to Dan. You know, nobody can take it. So, yeah, that's something to be proud of. But as far as what I want, like, what do you, what do you, what do you, what do you mean by that? So, like, if you just, if you were me right now mm-hmm. and you had this, how happy would you be? Be ecstatic, bro. It's okay. mine, and plus it's a funny story. Like you got this. It is a funny. <laughs> <You got> it. <laughs> it is a funny story. <laughs> you got this. My guy's about to throw it away. He was legit about. He's yeah. like, he's got a scratch. I was like, I don't care, dude. It's got a big old scratch right on the side. I don't got it. Doesn't we matter. call that humble beginning. So when you get where you need to get to, then it's like, okay, I know where I started from. Sure. You know what I mean? I feel like I'm not trying to get too spiritual, but I feel like no, I'm going to get. God puts certain things in our life that you know, start us off at humble beginnings. So when we reach the pinnacle, then we don't forget where we come from. Yeah. So stuff like this is, man, this is, I wouldn't have no other way. I feel you. So what do you want then? Like with, with all the, all the things that you're laying out for yourself, what are, where are you trying to go? What do you, you want to live in a, in one of the houses that are outside that, uh, that I get big to look houses, at all the time. Those beautiful mansions out there. Yeah. 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 Like that's what you want for sure. Well, not okay, because I don't know how much I would want that. Like I do, like it's nice, but it's how badly do I want it? it it's kind of it's kind of like the question about would you rather be rich or famous? That's a yeah. I'd rather be rich because you know, famous to me is like a little overrated. You can be, you know, I'm not trying to you know take too much time, but when I was over in Vietnam, you know, I was really well known over there. And, you know, people are friendly, cool like that. But sometimes you walk outside, you feel like you just naked. Like mm. you don't have mm-hmm. no privacy. And, you know, I'll be like, okay, well, let's say I make it a step further. Let's say I was this person or any famous person. They feel like, damn, I can't even walk outside without somebody rushing up to me. But if you got money, I mean, and you chilling, I mean, that's kind of like the whole thing. That's the whole goal at the end of the day. Like have money, take care of your family take care of everybody in your circle. Mm. So as far as for me, what I want, 
is I want to be comfortable, but I also want to leave a legacy behind for my kids or whatever who comes after me who can say, well, you know, he stood for something or he did something that we can say he's proud of. Right. You know what I mean? See, and the, would you rather be famous, famous and broke or rich and completely unknown is, is a really big, uh, I actually have that. I have that debate with myself a lot of the time and I, I, I'm glad you brought it up because I've been yeah. meaning to bring that up with people on this show. And the fact that a guest brought it up is cool to me. Yeah, but uh, for sure. if you are famous and broke, you can change that because if you have fans who love you, you can make a show and then monetize it. But That's if you're very true, but if you're very true, famous, but if you're rich and all you care about is having the money and not anybody knowing your name and taking care of your family, then it's kind of the same. It's kind of the same thing. It just almost, I don't know what, what part of the, the, your personality that's playing into and trying to find, but like it's, it's, do you want attention or do you not want attention? Yeah. It's kind of the big question it, there. That's what it comes down to at the, at the end of the day. Like, um, you can look at YouTubers. Yeah. They're not making millions of dollars, but they may have like, you know, a hundred thousand or 200,000 or 500,000 followers hmm. broke as hell. Ain't got nothing for sure. Yeah. <laughs> Sometimes 500,000 subscribers is almost considered like a medium sized, yeah. small creator. Yeah. So it, it, it's the end of the day is what you want. Me personally, I'm taking, give me the money and I'm running off with it. There you go. That's my thing. Cause I can buy whatever I need to buy. I don't need to know, like, you don't need to know my name. You don't need to know who I am. Like, yeah, I'm cool. I'm chilling. I'm relaxing. I'm, I'm straight. Oh, you guys can keep that extra stuff. You know what I mean? I struggle with that because there's part of me that wants, I, I talked about this with somebody recently. I don't know if it was on the podcast or not, but, um, Mm. like sometimes I feel like I am a look at me. Mm. I did. I, th- I talked about this in the Michael Silverstein episode. Uh, I feel like I'm a look at me, look at me, but I don't want you to like look so hard at me that you can see right through me. Mm. I want you to just see me, acknowledge me, love me. And then that's kind of it. And not really, I don't know that I would want to walk out of my apartment and be, or house. If I was famous, I hope I have a house. Yeah. Hope so. For anyway. sure. For sure. I, but I don't want to walk out and just be like, feeling naked, like you were saying, I don't know. Yeah. Uh, it's, it gets to you cause, and that's also pressure too, when you're like famous, because now all eyes are on you. Like my right. eyes are on Dan, like what's your next move? And as soon as you, you know, mess up, oh, look at Dan, he, you know, he ain't nothing, he ain't much, whatever. And then you gotta watch the type of person you are because if it can affect you, like, hundreds of people saying stuff about you, mm-hmm. it can tear you down. For sure. You know yeah, they saying? can take it from you like, real quick. That's what right. cancel culture is all about right now. Right. You got to mm-hmm. be thick skinned because I was even seeing certain people, um, this one wrestler, she's like a female from, I think Japan or China, one of the two. Mm. And um, she actually committed suicide. Famous wrestler in Japan because she was being bullied by so many people, you know, saying negative things. And then you got people saying, well, I mean, that's not a big deal. You know who you are. You shouldn't really let that affect you. Well, that's easier said than done if you ain't been in that situation. And at the end of the day, I don't think nobody would be okay with countless people talking mess about them. They don't even know them. So you don't know how a person would react unless you're in their shoes. Yeah. Now, me personally, I couldn't ever take my life, but I can't say it would never affect me. Sure. You know what I mean? So are, are you at all, have you had any kind of 
not backlash, but any, has, has any of this cancel culture, because you are living in California, so that's kind of where I think all of the cancel culture kind of lives is mm. both of the coasts, yeah. and I don't think Texas really has to deal with too much of it, yeah. and if it does, it's very under the radar, just like right, all right. the other atrocities that are under the radar in the middle of America, but yeah. um, are you feeling any of that? Like, the, or Do you feel like, even as somebody who may not be as well known as some of these other people that are being canceled, are you feeling like you have to be on your toes with what you say or do, or like, you just, do you feel like people are watching even if not to the point where it's any pressure? Yeah. I mean, this, I mean, I'm not, not, not saying that sometimes you do have to watch what you put on social media, but it's nothing like, well, okay, well, this is person said this to me. I wake up and I see this negative. No, nah, ain't nothing like that Yeah, at all. See, I, I, the way it's affecting me right now is I'm single. And I don't mm-hmm. like there's part of me that knows that I could be more upfront with girls mm-hmm. like I and I want to, but I don't always <laughs> like I don't always want to just be like so right in your face about yeah, it. Yeah, I, I like to I'm just having to let it come to me as which is none. None. But, but <laughs> well, you ain't put yourself that, out there But that's, too. that's the point. But it, it, yeah. it's because of that barrier. I feel like I don't want to be too aggressive and then be like canceled for, yeah. some, for something that I can't even do. Mm-hmm. Like something that's not even like it's not really even possible for me to be canceled yet. Yeah. Unless I did something crazy. Yeah. I mean, which I'm not going to, but <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying for real, like, like I don't want to be accused. Yeah. I mean, assertiveness and aggressiveness. I mean, I think you just got to there's a fine line, fine line between that, because you can be non-aggressive and then you're looking at like, OK, you're not going to guess we friends. Yeah, we're just cool. I mean, yeah. that, but you didn't even take that risk. So you got to kind of fill it out. Yeah. And feel like where you at with this chick or this girl, whatever you right, got right, going right. on. So it's case by case situation, my man. For sure. You know. So you don't feel like it's like if, if there was a girl that you, I don't know, went on one day with mm-hmm. and you would, would you be comfortable enough kissing them on the first date like that or just, or would you kind of play it safe? I've done that think? in the past. I mean, in the past. So yeah, for sure in the past. Same, same for me too. But now do you feel like there's some sort of barrier there or should I just get over this and yeah. go for it? <laughs> yeah, man. Stop being a bitch. <laughs> 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 it depends on the person but yeah it's yeah, yeah, you're right. very common like that to me is like if my vibe is I'm not saying you a chick or nothing but no if we're, <laughs> if we're in a, on a date and like you know we vibe and hitting it off and you feel it and i feel it and we get to the end of the night very common that that happens you start kissing even more at least the more things for sure you know what i mean so for sure and Females, ten, nine times out of ten, ain't gonna say nothing. So that's the problem. That's my point. That's the problem. <laughs> that's the problem. They're not right. gonna say something. They're not gonna say, oh, and, well, let me kiss this guy on the first day or let me do something. Sure. Or else I don't wanna look easy. Sure. So, I mean, that's on the, the guy most of the time to do to make the first move. I heard somebody say this, which made me feel um good. I, I thought it was a I thought it was a good way to, you know what? I don't want to say it. I'm going to keep that. I'm going to keep that for later. I'm going to keep that for later because keep it for later. It's, it's is like, it a, like really juicy or it's not, it? a, it's not juicy. I just feels like it's strategic and it seems it takes all of the, I'll just, whatever. I'll just all say right, it. We'll, we'll chill. It, it. It's kind of like an alpha move where it's like she gets in the car. You're like, Hey, 
I'm going to kiss you later. Is that cool? And then you haven't done anything. All you've said is a sentence and then she, she, and then she can say yes or no. And it's like, cool. Now I can just do it whenever I want. Cause I've taken all of the air. I've taken the, the tension out of the situation. Yeah. So now you're like, Hey, I'm going to kiss you later. Is that cool? Yeah. Cause at the end of the day, like you pretty much set up the stage. Yeah. For things to get done. She might look at like, oh, well, he's taking control. I like. Right. That. Sure. You know, let me see what let me take this a step farther. You know, so that's actually not a bad move. Yeah. Try I don't that. remember who said that. It could have even been original thought. I it probably was not an original thought. I'm sure I heard it somewhere. But yeah. But yeah. Girls. Fun. Fun time. <laughs> fun time with girls. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> this is facts, facts. That's facts. Uh, how is uh, how is we don't have to continue talking about girls and relationships and all this kind of stuff. But how was that being in like another country? Was that a strange sort of deal to, especially with having you said you you felt like there was some sort of level of fame. Like how famous were you there then? Man, you felt like sick. pretty. I you know, was I was out there. Like anytime you have random people yelling. BJ! They know your name yeah, in like, the streets. Yeah, in the oh, streets. Wow. Like, I'm like, this ain't, I ain't used to this. So I was like, at first it was like, you know, cool taking pictures, but then it came to a point where, you know, you can be walking home, you might not have the best day, and you know, you still don't want to act like, okay, rude, but at the same time, you kind of want to be left alone. And they don't know that. No. So, I mean, good with the bad. But For sure. Yeah, I was definitely well known over there. Super well known. Anytime you play basketball or anything of that nature in a different country, you're going to get some type of fame for the most part. Hmm. Would you say that you were more of an introvert than an extrovert? It seems like that would be the case. I would, I would pin you as an I in, this is a Myers-Briggs personality test. It's, it's like a four letter. It's much more complex than that, oh. but just like a basic, um, I would say you're probably an I in... You might actually be the same as me. I'm an INTP, which is introverted, intuitive, uh, thinking, perceiving type. Define perceiving. I would define that. I'm upset that you asked me that because I that's the one that I always forget. Let's look, hey, let's look at <laughs> now you got me interested right now. Hey, I'll have you take a test if you want. We yeah, can, I'll have you take a test. And we, we can film that and I can use that as, <laughs> as <laughs> additional yeah. content to put on the Patreon. Hell yeah. Um, Patreon.com slash Dan Galvan. You can go and support that for all yeah, extra content. I um, I like that. Yeah. Go to, uh, perceiving personality test. Okay. So it says to become aware of know or identify by means of the senses. I perceived an object looming through the mist to recognize, discern, envision, or understand. I perceive a note of sarcasm in your voice. Mm. So I'm guessing it means you notice of that case. Well, the opposite is okay. There's a, let me look. Let me look at these. Yeah, the, the, yeah. This chart again. For sure. Uh, let me click on my profile here. Boom, 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 boom. The I'll read my personality on here. Or. Here is the P. Here we go. This trait reflects your approach to work, planning, or decision-making. The opposite of uh, perceiving, or in this case, they called it uh, prospecting. 
Uh, the opposite of that would have been judging. So it would have been a J mm. uh, and I, it doesn't give me the, the, the definition for that, but it says prospecting individuals are very good at improvising and spotting opportunities. They tend to be flexible, relaxed, nonconformist who prefer keeping their options open. That's, that's absolutely me. That's does, you. does that make sense to you? Yeah, yeah, it does make sense. I would say I'm flexible. I would say I'm good to knowing opportunities where they hit me, where they come. Mm. And, um, what was, what else? What is nonconformist? Say? What's that mean? You don't play by the rules. You make your own rules. That is <laughs> no, me. I do that. I don't like to, I mean, so I'll, I'll take direction and construction, but I'm doing my own thing. I want to do what I want to do. Sure. I'm, my sky's the limit. I don't play by your rules. I'm going to do, I'm going to play by your rules for a certain period of time. Right. Until it doesn't, until it doesn't make sense. I'm that's, that's rules. how I discern the difference between whether I'm going to take somebody's advice or not. If I don't think that it makes sense, I might take a little piece of it right. and use it to something else that I yeah. think makes sense. But yes, yeah, <laughs> you know what I've said a few days ago, um, I always have something up my sleeve. Mm. So I'm always plotting, planning certain things that I might not tell you sure. right away, but it's there. It's going to come out once it comes out. Mm. Oops. You're good. But um, yeah, man, that's definitely me. I definitely want to know what your personality type is, and I'll have you take that test later if you're interested. We don't have to put it online if you don't want to. I no, totally I feel that. I mean, sometimes online. once people like know your exact type, they can look at you and be like, oh, they think like this, so I'm going to talk to them in this way. And so most people mm. aren't thinking that many steps ahead, um, but you know, potentially yeah. they could treat you different. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? Sure. I still want the test though. Yeah, you should definitely do the test just to know for yourself. <laughs> yeah, for, for sure. sure. Again, I think we might be uh, the, the same type. I think we might both be INTPs, but. My man. Yeah. Oh boy. Um, I have more questions written down that I'm blanking on right now. Ask away, my man. Let, let me just look at this little number. <laughs> I'm, trying to, I'm trying to come at this show a little bit more prepared with context. You know, like knowing who my guest is going to be writing down some questions just so I don't have moments of, well, now what, you know? Yeah. yeah. And I've been talking with a lot of people and trying to figure out whether or not that the, the free flow type of deal seems even, um, attractive to them. Like, do you even want to listen to a podcast that you don't know what the hell it's about? (sighs) I would say most no, unless it's like a real person on TV, because it's like, if I'm taking my time out to listen, I want to know I'm listening to. Mm. And that's going to take a lot of, you know, um, what's my, what's the word? Um, anxious, anxiousness. I don't know if I said it right, but you just know what's going on. If I know what the podcast is talking about. Right. So. Like there's a lot of YouTube videos that start with like a 10 second intro saying, this is what this video is about. And then they go into uh, like a title sequence and then they, they say it again. This video is going to be about this. And right. then they keep you hooked with saying those two things, just trying to keep your attention right off the bat. Right, right. And then they go down this long list of exactly what they were supposed to be telling you. Right. But I don't know. I find a lot of that coming across as fake and cheesy and I don't, I don't know. Yeah. I just, I, I like to try to be as authentic you, as possible, you, that, but, that's, but that's, it's, that's definitely one, one it can of, be tough though. One of the first things I realized about you, like you don't really care about image. 
you don't care about what you, I mean, of course you have your cautious, but at the same time, if it means contemplating how who you are, then I'm not mm. I'm not rolling with that's the first thing I noticed about you. Well it's like function over form, right? Like this I don't really like I do care that this looks a certain way to a to an extent, right. but it's functional. And right. I, I, and I think that actually ties back into, do I want a big old house? Do I want like some crazy, mm-hmm. amazing car or all this extra, Image. all these extra things? I don't really want all those extra things. I want things to function for me instead of me wanting all these extra things. Right. Right. So that's an interesting yeah. perspective that you had there. Yeah. Off top. That's, that's definitely you, man. I appreciate that. You know what I mean? For sure. Yeah. Uh, the first thing that I noticed about you is that you, and I said this in the last time too, but you just, and I, I, I hope we share this. I think, I think we share this, uh, piece of hair. Oh, it's probably the dog. You sure? <laughs> you sure it wasn't a chick? No, <laughs> no, that looks like a beard hair to me. It ain't mine. No, that, that looks like mine. You're good. No. Um, is there anything that's bothering you? right now or like just with anything i mean clearly covid's an issue we've had the we've had the the i don't really want to get political but that's happening in the world like is there anything that's like bothering you besides your right achilles um <laughs> so let's talk about the or exciting the, either way we let's get into both so let's talk sure. about the the election me um I didn't put too much emphasis in it. Um, I feel like in my point of view, the election was something where kind of get people distracted. Mm. You know, what's going on in the real world. Mm -hmm. Other things that are conforming the real world. Not to say it's not important, like, you know, to vote and stuff like that. But that shouldn't be your driving force of your life. It shouldn't be. No, agreed. It shouldn't control how you move and make certain decisions and shouldn't control how you take care of yourself. And if you have a family, your family, it shouldn't matter who's in the seat at the end of the day, you know, you're still going to do what you need to do. And if you're putting that much focus into one human being, then my, my whole thing would just be to reevaluate what you're doing. Because me particularly, like I'm going to still, whether it had been Trump or been now Biden, it's going to be the same thing, same ball is going to be rolling. I kind of agree with you. I you actually, I mean? not kind of, I fully agree with you. It doesn't yeah. matter who the president is, who's sitting in that chair. Yeah. I'm still going to make decisions that directly impact my life. And it all Ooh. kind of stems from me. And that is kind of what that, I don't think that's exactly what the book is about, but the, uh, the, the secret is kind of about doing like, well, it's the way that I perceived the book anyway. I think that the book is more about I'm doing a thing and now that I'm doing it, it's other things are compounding into it mm-hmm. and it doesn't have anything to do with anybody else. Right. Is that what it's about or the, am I wrong? No, it, wrong? It, no, that's what it touched down. That's pretty much the fundamental aspect of it, man. Just basically controlling what you need to control and also having the mindset to believe what you're doing is going to manifest at some point in time. And the belief is also law of attraction. Mm. That's what it is. Law of attraction. What you attract, what you think, what you believe will, will manifest. That's the key fundamental of the whole entire book. I must have read it like two times. I'm probably going to read it a third time. So 
that's that's pretty much what it is. It, it, did you pick up different things from it on the second time around? Like, what did you get from the, the first time? Do you remember? <sighs> like, why did you even pick it up in the first place? Like, that seems like one of those books that you're looking for something specific at a time in your life. You're looking for some answer to a, a, a hard question. Can I be honest with you? Somebody recommended it to me. Mm. And going back to me going into broadcasting, trying to find purpose, looking for ways to have more, what's the word? More control of what I'm doing and having a, not like a, you know, set, set plan, but also where I want to have things in order where I know where I get to like a certain time in my life, I'll be ready and prepared. So I was like, man, what can I pick up to really start looking to having more of a control and a grip of my life? So somebody, I think, I don't know who recommended me. So they said the secret, Mm. go get this book. So I ordered it on Amazon. It was like $15. So it wasn't that much. But right when I started reading it, I usually, I don't don't really like, I shouldn't say this. I'm not much of a reader. Me either. You're not much of a reader. I'm trying to change that myself. That's why I asked you what books you're reading because I think that I need to start reading more to keep my brain sharper. I think that's actually going to be something that helps me with this podcast um, with not only word recall, but increasing the vocabulary that I, I do actually have a pretty decent vocabulary, but Mm -hmm. remembering the words, sometimes I'm sitting here and I'm like, what am I trying to say here? And it, it takes a second for me to put that together. So I want to know that book and whatever other books you're reading too, but bro, I'm a visual learner. I like to see things. Mm. If I'm looking at a page full of words, it takes me to be really interested into something for me to actually be like, Okay, I'm gonna read this from start to finish. Mm. I'm not gonna read no stuff that I'm not interested in. Sure. I'm just not. That's just that's just not me. So. I think that's how all books are though. Like you don't really want to read who wants to do that? No you you You'd should be re- surprised. You There's really, some geeky people who really would like to read. But that's what they're interested in. They're they're interested in maybe they're more of a generalized I want, I just want knowledge of all sorts mm-hmm. and they're, they're a geek for knowledge. And so that's what all of the books are for them. But for, I think for most people, they're just like a, I want to read Harry Potter and get lost in this world or those I, books used to be uninterested to me. Cause I'm like, really 600. Well, oh, okay. I, I, loved two, you love them? <laughs> I loved them. Okay. Well, I'm not crazy so. about it. I'm like right now, I'm not like a crazy fan over it. I'm just saying that I, whenever I was a young kid, I, those, those were my books. I read those all the time. Mostly for the AR points, for those of you that remember AR points. Maybe I didn't give it a chance because I just saw me pages. I'm like, uh, hell no. <laughs> <laughs> Did you like the movies? I like the movies, but like, see, I'm visual. Mm. I like looking at pictures. I like looking, I like to draw. That's mm. one of the things that people don't know. I like to draw things. I like to color. I like to write. Those are my, like writing, you know, like I was saying earlier about yeah. the games. Like I like to put my mouth, put my hand to a pen start writing or coloring or whatever that may be. When did that start? Did you draw things in like elementary school and everything? Bro, it's been, yeah, probably even more sooner. Like, was, was, sorry. No, go ahead, go ahead. I was gonna say, what's the first thing you remember drawing that you had some sort of like proud moment about? So it was in high school. 
And I think my mom still has the picture in my room. Um, she's a hoarder. She keeps everything. She doesn't mm-hmm. throw nothing That's away. That's my dad. That's yeah. your dad? Uh-huh. See, my mom doesn't throw anything away. So she has old stuff from like way back in the day. I'm like, mom, sure. throw this away. Like, <laughs> I'm not using I'm not looking at And she's like, but I just want to keep it. And I'm like, all right, whatever. Yeah. It ain't my house. So whatever. <laughs> but um, I drove this um picture of like um this one scene in the book. And it had like, you know, the grass and then the sky, then the characters and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And I looked at it one day, probably like a couple of years ago. I'm like, this is in high school. And I'm like, man, I can kind of draw a little bit. You know, I ain't no professional or nothing like, but no, I right. can definitely draw a little bit to the point where it's like, okay, it's not like hard to look at. Like, you know what's there and you kind of see, okay, well, he right. got a little bit of a talent. Right. So I think that comes with, or comes from just me being, I'm an introvert, don't get it twisted. I like to go ahead and be around people, but I like time to myself. So when you're by yourself, you know, a lot of times people draw and color and stuff like that. So it kind of just came with the territory. Yeah, you, usually the introverts are the more creative of the bunch. And mm-hmm. that's what I was doing. Like you, we were hanging out earlier. You needed to take a quick shower from your heat. This man drove six hours to come do the podcast and hang out with some other friends that are here too. But uh, while he was doing his thing, I'm over here playing guitar, like just entertaining myself. And that's one of the things that I do a lot. You got to play it, me a song one time. Not on no, not on no. I don't know that I have full. I mean, I guess I have a few full songs, and I yeah, I'm working on some stuff. I'm trying. Yeah. I'm trying to put some stuff out, but <laughs> I, I mean, it, it <laughs> send me a playlist, bro. I'll listen to it, man. Uh, no, but this this yeah this what is it seven eight months now? My guitar mm. playing has definitely gone up quite a bit. Um, but back to being int- introverted like that, the quarantine kind of made me find uh an even deeper introvert than i than i knew i had i, <laughs> I wasn't allowed to go out <laughs> and it wasn't really a problem to, for me because i had mm. been doing that anyway but once it was like oh well, now you can't go out well now i i i started the podcast i started playing right. more guitar right. i started doing all kinds of other like creative things yep. i don't know that i drew too much but yep. for yeah for sure whenever I was in third grade, we used to draw these semi trucks were our thing. Semi trucks, semi trucks. Okay. I don't know. That was like, yeah, yeah. We, that, that's what we were doing. Box and then the wheels and then, but we would, that. we would draw them three dimensionally. We would like, we learned, we, I, I, we, nobody taught us. We just started like figuring out how to make these angles. Sure. And there was, there's like a formula to it. And I thought, I found that kind of interesting. Yeah. But yeah. Cause it's stick figures. Nobody want to look at that. So no, <laughs> those are like nails know. to a chalkboard. <laughs> those don't go on the fridge. No, no. They put them on the fridge. Like, you know, sometimes they'll put on the fridge just to be like, look at my baby draw. And like, you looking like, uh, yeah. <laughs> the, uh, Brendan Schaub has a podcast and he, he said, uh, he said his, his kid drew something and he's like, dad, can we, can we put it on the fridge? Papa, mm. can we put it on the fridge? He's like, no, nah, buddy that you, you know, that's not fridge quality. And he didn't put it on the fridge and he's like, okay, <laughs> but that's good though. I think that's good. Yeah. In some it, cases, it keeps, it keeps you have to accountability. Have s- some type, everybody can't get a trophy. Everybody exactly. can't get a trophy. So that's just not reality. Right. So, but he said, no, nah, that's kind nah, of buddy. Though. You know, that's not fridge quality. <laughs> <laughs> if my son or daughter ever run that home, I'll be like, nah, baby, that's not fridge quality. Yeah. 
I definitely would. I 100% would. Yeah. Are you hoping for a boy or a girl with that? Or how many do you even want? How many do I want or how yeah. many do I want a boy or a girl first? I mean, both, I suppose. So Kind of the same. For me, I want a boy first. Um, I have nothing about have nothing against having girls, but I want a mini me first before I have a girl. And as many kids, I want to have at least three, mm-hmm. three to three to five. I'll be getting a little bit weirded out when people say, "Oh, I want eight, nine, ten. I'm like, "Who's telling who, you these things? Who are you talking know. to? Your friends are wild enough. I'm like, nine and ten kids, uh, that you can have that. That's that's not for me. <laughs> I'm not three to five. I'm good. Maybe even two. Three to five sounds like a lot to me too. Maybe that's just. Did you have a lot of brothers and sisters? So is that, I have, is that worth? I have one brother and one sister, mm. and. My brother is 14. He plays ball, too. He's going to be better than me. Okay. Um, And I got an older sister. And how old is my sister? She's 36. 84. Do math. 36. And so she's my older sister. So it's three of us. And I was always thinking three is a good number. Three, four, five. That's about right. Yeah, three, I think, is... Three sounds manageable. Three sounds like the max that you, you would be able to manage effectively mm-hmm. four, five, anything more than three really is going to start feeling like, well, how many rooms do I got to have in this house? God, yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. like, what are we doing here? Unless you sleep in the same people room. Gotta, people got to, people got to share rooms until you beds. get out in 18 years. <laughs> Me and my sister had a bunk bed. I had the top, she had the bottom. So yeah, yeah. It's like old red bunk bed too. Was that forever or just a certain amount of time? Cause so, I did that too for a little bit. No, I was well as long as still she lived, left the house to college. Yeah, so for sure, you know that's for sure. People, you know, share beds and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, me and my brother shared the same room till I was probably like, I don't know, it, I was probably about twelve. I'd say I think whatever year, like third grade is a lot. I don't even yeah, a lot of things stem back to third grade for me for some reason. Like I think that's kind of like around the time where your brain starts functioning stuff. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. No doubt. But no doubt. one of the drawing things that I uh, remember from third grade, okay, it actually would have been first grade because the Twin Towers got knocked down. The years before that, mm-hmm. uh, in in kindergarten pre-K, we would do, we would draw, every year we would like do a collaboration with the, uh, the fire department in my little 200 person hometown. My dog is snoring. Sorry. <laughs> Uh, like the 250 to maybe 500 people, uh, town, small town I lived in called Placido. Um, we would do a collaboration with the, the fire department and everybody would draw like their firehouse and the person putting it out. right? Right. But then 2001, the whole walls were just like filled with nothing but people drawing the twin towers burning and all this kind of stuff. And I don't know. That that's that another take, one of the that takes some talent to draw act with it look like real smoke. I or, mean, you know, you just use the black crayon and do a bunch of scribbles on it. It looked okay. it, it looked like third graders and okay. first graders drew it. Because have you seen smoke actually detailed, like fire actually detailed? Fire, yeah, yes. Yes, I have. It's very, very hard to draw. That's yeah. another big thing that nineties babies used to like to draw. Fire. Fire. Exactly. Jinko jeans were huge. And I think that was kind of their main thing. Wasn't, wasn't there? Did you have the, uh, what's it called? It? It's like a red uh, scribbler. A red scribbler. You, like you have the knobs right here. 
Mm-hmm. And then you, mm-hmm. you know what I'm that's saying? Yeah, 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 yeah. That's a sketch. Yeah, that's a sketch. That's a sketch. So I used to use that all the time. And then, you know, you shake it up, start it over again, like more visual, more creative, more drawing. Right. You know what I mean? So I just like remember like, yeah, like catch a sketch. Yeah. Those things were always a pain in my ass because <laughs> you, you put them down for half a second and your little brother grabs it and then it's he shakes it up and you were trying to build something. You just needed to go pee real quick and he takes it and erases all your hard work. Up, yeah. yeah, bro. So, yeah, I never had. Well, my brother was born like 10, 12 years after me. So, you mm. know, he's I'm good. How's that? <laughs> I, I, my brother is only three years younger than I am. Um but yet sometimes it felt like, and this could have been my fault. Honestly, it could, it easily could have been my fault. I don't know that we spent as much like intimate brother style things. Mm. I don't know. And I think that could have been my, mostly because I was very focused on playing basketball. And if we Mm. weren't playing basketball, then we weren't really hanging out. Basketball and video games is all I was doing as a child. Right. And so what is it like having like a, a 10 year younger brother like that? okay so rewind about that my brother when he when i found out like my parents were having him i was kind of like surprised Mm. because i was thinking you know i was the last one so i was kind of a little bit like it's like you got to have another child because it's like out of nowhere yeah but now like me and him are super close because I see him and I see me and him when I was his age. Mm-hmm. So, you know, kind of like you want your brother to be better than you. Sure. You know what I mean? So he loves basketball just as much as I do. So we go to the court, we work out, do certain things like that, but also make sure he's still being a kid. You know what I mean? Cause I know how I was pushed and you still want your siblings or when I have kids, I'm going to still make sure they have this, the ability to still be a kid and still be able to, you know, go outside and hang out with their friends and play video games, watch TV, stuff like that. And, um, we do all that stuff together, bro. We go to the movies together, laugh together, joke together. I talk to them more like, okay, now you're becoming a young man. You're no longer going to be a kid. So this is how life is. I'm starting to teach you more lessons. Yeah. You know what I mean? So it's great having him around. How old is he again? He's fourteen. He's fourteen, and he's already six five. You said right? Something no, he's he's six two. Six two. He's six two, and in about I and this is my opinion. I think in the next couple of years he's gonna be about six six. That's good. His hands. Okay, so when we were kids, or not kids, when I was older and he was younger, we used to measure our hands. Mm. And then my little cousin, we were eating out one day. And he saw how big my hands are compared to my little brother's. And my cousin was like, that boy going to be about 6'5", six, 6'6". Six, six. <laughs> he he's already ran a size 12 shoot. Damn. What grade is that again? He's in ninth grade. Ninth grade. It's a good size for a ninth grader. Yeah. I was, uh, I was this height in eighth grade and sixth grade. Actually, <laughs> I ain't grown since sixth grade. God damn it. I've been, I, I grown one inch from sixth grade to now. Yeah. And I'm like five, nine, five, ten on a good day. Back in the day I was towering over people and it was great, but yeah, yeah. yeah I thought I was going to be six, six, two. Why? I don't know. Neither of my parents are breaking six foot at all. How tall is your mom and dad? My mom, I think is five, two. My dad is five, eight. Okay. And I made it to five, nine. So you're least the tallest one out the bunch. So far. Yeah. I mean, I guess technically you don't stop growing until you're 25. My brother's still got a couple of years in him. 
he thinks he's going to catch me. I think I'm, I think I'm going to end up being the tallest one. And I put that all on the book written by Michael Jordan's mother, Michael Jordan, salt in his shoes. Michael Jordan. Did you read that book? Yeah. You know what I'm talking oh, yeah, about? Yeah. Yeah. He would go to sleep with his basketball mm-hmm. and he, every night his mom would sprinkle salt in his shoes to help him grow, to help him grow. And I used to do that to myself. I had some, Ooh. some North Carolina baby blue Michael Jordan shoes that I begged my mom for that we ended up getting they weren't even like any kind of special jordans they were just some run-of-the-mill like low top jordans that that were yeah they they weren't any special number um but they were still like 110 dollars and i'm very thankful that my mom bought those for me and the whole thing bro them shoes hey people buy like 20, 30 pairs of them Jordans, man. And y'all be like looking at you like... You don't need them. You don't need them. That's so my roommate. Yeah, you, <laughs> Yo, like, you every, want them. Every weekend, this boy's got some new shoes. Dennis, you know I'm talking to you with your 45 <laughs> pairs of shoes to be getting it. Yeah. Boy. Yeah, man, like <laughs> you don't really need them Jays, but you get them just because they're the thing. And that's mm. been like, what, how long has Jays been? Like over 20 years? Probably longer. I don't know. And I and I used to have Jays, like collect them. But I'm like, I don't need these. I don't need my mom buying them. I don't need to buy them. Yeah. So why do I have them? And, um, but yeah, I, I read that uh, story with, you know, his mom spreading those uh, salt in his shoes. Mm-hmm. I was thinking that's funny. I used to think that one thing off balance that if you swallow gum, you wouldn't grow. I'd never, okay. I didn't get that. I just thought that it stayed in your stomach for eight years. This is the story I was told. If you swallow, cause I always, I still do. If I chew gum, I tried just to not chew gum. Yeah. Because I always swallow it and I have to do it in a specific way too. When I was a kid, I would take it and I would, I would bite off a little piece. Cause if it doesn't go down my throat properly, then I just, I, I'm not done yeah. swallowing this piece of gum, which is like an OCD thing probably. Bro, but. I, I, as soon as I heard that, I started spitting my gum out, taking it out, rolling it up in the paper thing and just <laughs> like, cause I don't want to be like no midget. So, yeah. but I'm like, you bullshit. you tell me I'm going to be, I'm not going to grow cause I swallow my gum. Yeah. Out of here. <laughs> Did you ever do like stretches to try and become taller? How tall do you want to be? Bro, I wanted to be about 6'6". Six, six. Um, true story. Like, um, I feel like that would have been a great height for basketball. I mean, 6'2 is a good height for me, but 6'6 mm-hmm. six, six would have been better. Agreed. So yeah. if you're asking me what height, yeah, 6'6 six, six definitely looks like my brother's going to take it. Which I asked myself, how did he? How is he gonna reach six six? And I didn't reach six six. Mm. You know what I mean? Like, it's kind of the one of the mysteries of the world. Like, your older, your younger brother's gonna be taller than you, type thing. He's gonna watch this interview and know what I'm thinking. So, right, you know what I'm saying? But yeah, that's what it is. is I want to be six six. Is he dunking already? No, he's grabbing rim easily though. And um, I think with him, because you know when you dunk. Time is everything. 100%. And yeah. he keeps getting the ball, and then he tries to dunk it, and he hits it off the backboard. Instead uh, of like, he's not controlling it at the top. He's not controlling it. You, you got to control. You got to be able to grab it. Right. He's not controlling it. He has big hands, so it's not his hand size. Mm. It's just him timing and being able to put the ball in the in the basket. Interesting. Yeah. I wonder if that's also uh, hand strength. Like, I don't know what, yeah, what else is. you can do for hand strength, yes. but we used to do those... Uh, grips, yeah, sure. Grips and the the hammer drill with the just smacking the shit out of the mm-hmm. ball all the time, uh, in different ways, different angles and stuff. But what I'm trying to do with him, bro, like, is to get him more mobile. 
Like he can dribble and shoot all that good stuff. But the thing about him is he doesn't stretch much. And then when I watch him play, I'm like thinking, you look a little bit stiff. Mm. Your hips, your glutes. His kids don't want to stretch. No. You know, I hell, I don't even want to stretch. And, you know, I'm an adult. Yeah. But he, he really don't want to stretch. So when I go home, when I go home after, you know, after this, after this interview, I, you know, take him through a bunch of stretches that he can do. The problem is when I leave, he totally forgets it and doesn't do it. So right, right back to square one, you're stiff mm-hmm. again. Mm-hmm. So you're going to have to stop this if you want to really reach that next it's level. It's a discipline issue, though. And, and you have to actually want and you. it's hard to know that you should and really want it when you don't feel like you actually need to. Mm. Because until you've torn your Achilles like you have, now you really understand the importance of stretching. And until you have torn anything else like once you once you realize how much stretching actually will help mm. you you will start doing it i went to i went to a yoga class one time yoga is <laughs> tough bro but okay, what nobody says. they open my hips so quick right so quick i left that i was walking like i just came out of a prison yard like yeah, <laughs> yeah it's real it's yo, real, it's yo, real. Yo, they have me in this one stretch for like yeah but my hips were just like i'd never i didn't realize how much like pent up tension there was in there in the hips. And then if, if it's possible, massages are great too. Like I didn't realize how yeah. tight my calves were. I got Absolutely. a massage like two or three years ago and I had never had a massage, uh, that deep in my, in my calves. And I did a lot of jumping and cause that's where, that's how we started talking about this is dunking too. Like I, I've dunked a few times Yeah, at this height in like eighth grade, ninth yeah. grade. And that's about, end of that dunking career because then, yeah. then I gained weight and wasn't able to I didn't have the same shit but right. but my calves got way overworked and if you can get massages that's great but definitely stretch stretch is extremely important bro the physical therapist used to massage me every time I went in there and it hurt like it hurt yeah I was crying with a baby I'm like dude I thought this was supposed to be, I watched the movie so I'm thinking massages are relaxing yeah Hell no. These this dude is like digging his nails all through my Achilles and heels. And you know, he said no pain, no gain. I'm like, this, this, this hurts, but it's necessary to have. And like you said, stretching and um mobility, balance, all the little things that most people don't want to do is needed, necessary. And my brother, he loves playing. He loves going out there just hooping. That's what they call it, hooping. Right. Instead of I tell him like, you can't just, it's good to be able to hoop and go and get a feel of the game, but you got to do these things that when nobody's around, you got to do that on a consistent basis because that's what the great players do. Like the, I was going to say, it will, it, it, exactly. It will make you better. Yeah. Whether or not you think it will, just do it and find out because I promise from a, what am I? I'm going to be 27 in December. I'll be 27 in a, uh, like a couple of weeks. Happy uh, early birthday, bro. Thanks, man. I appreciate that. <laughs> <laughs> so I won't see you, so happy early birthday. Thank you. Uh, from from a 26, almost 27-year-old person who is still trying to play basketball with just it at a at a very low level, really. Right. Um, sometimes I feel like I might hurt myself, and I have to put forth some sort of stretching. I have to, if I'm going to play hard against some people, yeah. I have to stretch for at least 10 minutes. There, there's no other way. I have to stretch for 10 minutes and I have to get some like warm up shots to get my blood flow going. Yeah. And you don't really need that as a, what, what is he? Uh, 14, you said? 14. Yeah, you don't need it as a 14, you, you, but you should start that as a habit. It's going to help you 
just miss all these injuries. You don't need any of these injuries. If you start stretching now, you'll skip a lot of things that you wouldn't know you're skipping otherwise. Warming up, stretching, ice. Um, ice heat. is a huge one. Ice is. I didn't do that. I wish I did. So oh my bad gosh. Too. And as much as we play on the blacktop back in the day. Sure. You know how much, how oh much God. ice would have been needed that we didn't get? This is why my knees are very messed up. Bruh. But living you learn, right? For sure. For sure. What were you playing in whenever uh, you were playing on the blacktop? Like I used to play games to a hundred against my neighbor regularly, like multiple games to a hundred all day. We play a few games every day. Mm-hmm. Um, just outside in the hot sweltering hundred degree Texas weather. Is, were you doing things like that too? Or like, did you put, did you make some sort of like pretend playoffs and play best of s- seven playoffs and I'm the Spurs? Or, oh, you, you pretend to be a, a player? Bro, you have no idea how many times I imaginarily tried to be somebody because yeah. all, we all did it. Of course we, we did. AI, you wanted to be Kobe, you wanted to be um, T Mag, Vince Carter, like mm. somebody at that time. And when I used to go hoop with my boys when we played in the neighborhood, um, we'd be out there for like four or five, six hours playing, going to the Easy. lights, lights come on. And I wouldn't say a hundred, but yeah, we'd be running full court games. I'd probably play in a day. We'd be playing, depends on how many times you win and lose, average about eight games. Mm. You know what I mean? During the summertime where, you know, you got nothing else to do but who Yeah, that's all you were doing. Ball. Yeah. So that's, yeah, we were out all day, bro. My mom used to take me to the the YMCA on on weekends for that. Uh, But on the weekdays, we would play. I'd come home after school and play those games to 100, like four to to sundown, basically, against the neighbor kid. Um, But yeah, going to, I remember going to the YMCA in the morning, like at least, I think it used to open around nine or or so. I'd get there around the time that it would open. And then somewhere along the lines, my stomach, I don't know if you've gotten this before, but it would start burning, meaning clearly I'm hungry. But then at some point, my skin just like starts peeled off. Start, no, not peeled off, but starts itching. Have you ever felt that? Like you're, you're playing a game and you're so like, you still have energy, but you're just like, ah, my stomach yeah. is burning. and I, I can't scratch this itch that's on my skin. I never had, well, no, I never had that. Um, Definitely been times where we've been hungry, so yeah, we go to a little, you know, spot around the corner and go eat. Come right back and hoop, and you know what I'm saying. People are always on the court, so say one person leaves or two people leave, you still have like a group of teams still waiting to play. Yeah, so I used to play there. We play outside, and used to be in the rec center. Like that was the spot to go every. You know, you go into the rec today, you go into the rec today. Call right. up three, four of your boys, and you get a team going. And you know, we be playing from probably like get there like at one and be there to like eight, nine o'clock. Yeah. I want to jump off basketball if we can. Of course. Um, what is like, what's, what's one of the hardest things you've like overcome so far? I don't think I've actually gotten, um, too many hardships in my life. <laughs> Honestly, mm-hmm. I don't think I've had too much. And I'm curious if, if more of that would have benefited me. And I'm curious if sometimes I create my own mm. just to try and beat them. You know what I mean? Right. Um, 
well, obviously the Achilles injuries one. Right. That was that was that was mentally draining. And then um I think one of like actually in progress now, me and my uh my dad actually are starting to have more of a better relationship than mm-hmm. when I was when I was a kid mm-hmm. for like various reasons. Um you know, I don't know what it was. I don't know if it's because we're both getting older or what, but the fact that we can kind of talk now as far as man to man instead of like son to boy or, or sorry, man to boy, we can both talk about certain things that I'm experiencing now that he probably experienced when he was my age. So that was, that's probably the one thing that it took a hell of a long time to overcome. It's still not where it needs to be, but we can still talk about certain subjects. We can still be cordial in the same room. Yeah. That's one thing that I can say is probably a big accomplishment um, and a big thing that I'm overcoming because that's, that's more of a personal, excuse me, that's more of a personal matter. So that's where I'm like, okay, I'm proud of doing, being able to have that connection with him and getting over that obstacle and getting over that burden so that's one. And then probably another one would be. Well, before you jump onto that, what, what do you, do you think what, what's, uh, why is that happening? Do you think that there's like a certain openness that, that you're approaching that situation with, or is it a mutual type of, he now respects you more than he had to as a, as a child and is being more open in that way? Yeah. Or are you being more, more, uh, more open to what he has to say too? I think it was more so it's mutual, definitely. But right. I think like the first thing you said, he's respecting me because as a man now, it's right. no longer you can because he comes from the old school. Sure. Like my dad's from the, he's from Chicago, like the Midwest. Grew up in the in the fifties, you know what I'm saying? Like he's used to a different mindset. Like that generation, how they treat kids yeah. is different from how this generation is. Like it's a whole new 100%. ball game. You yeah. know what I mean? So Certain ways we have discussions in the past or how he would talk to me in the past, he no longer tries that with me no more. Doesn't mean I don't respect him, but at the same time, you're going to respect me too. Because I feel like a lot of times, I don't know how it is in the culture you're you're in, but in the black community, you'll have the parent just automatically feel they're right because they're the parent. Sure. Yeah. Uh, That's how it is with a hundred percent. Yeah. I mean, I think my mom had a lot more open mindedness from the, from the beginning mm-hmm. and very understanding my dad. However, I feel like was more of the old school, what my you're, what, what you're saying. Highway, sound, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. And, but that comes down to like what his dad used to do too is like, he's, yeah. he has told me yeah. some horror stories yeah. of like, he, my dad wouldn't get up one time, one time for, for school. And he, my grandpa went in there and just knocked him with a bullwhip, just got yeah. him with a bullwhip to get him up for bed, to get him out of bed, to go to school. Like that's some, that's some shit. Yeah. That is, you got to look at that too. <laughs> and then, I really like, cause he's zero patience. Yeah. Cause my, my grandfather wasn't even around. You know what I mean? I've only met, I haven't even met my grandmother on my dad's side. I haven't met my grandfather on my mom's side. You know how the relationships people have with their grandparents. I never had that with mine mm. because, you know, again, my dad, my grandfather, my dad's side was not there. So he, I can imagine the effect it took on him 
you know, I mean, maybe I should try to see what he's dealing with. Maybe right. that make me be more, not say accepting, but at least be like trying to figure out, okay, how can we resolve this? We ain't got to be like best friends, but we should be able to at least be cordial with one another. Right. We should be able to be able to talk with one another. And yeah, man, everything stems from something. History, you know what I'm saying? I think the curse needs to be broken. Like how me and him had a relation or had like a little thing back when I was a kid and stuff like that. That's finally starting to evolve now. I'm not going to have that with my son. Right. You know what I'm saying? You can talk to me. What about whatever you need? If you mm-hmm. need anything, I got you. I got your back. Whatever you need, whatever you are going through, whatever you want to talk about, you can't go to your mom for it. You can always come to me because it's certain things I'm going to be able to understand that he or my the person I'm with, mother or whatever, she won't be able to relate to going to a son or a boy or a man, something sure. like that. So. That's that's pretty much the makeup what I'm I'm on. Yeah. And um I do want to I do want to just jump back and say my my relationship with my dad is great. There, there he did no, have he did no. have the the no. uh my way or the highway sort of mentality and still sometimes does, but I I think we actually are having that same moment in time where um uh, we both mutually respect each other and whatever I'm thinking he's just like, all right, I mean, I'm not going to like tell you what to do or like try to force you in any kind of way. I, right. I might give you some advice of what I'd like you to do you a man and, and what I think day. you should do. But yeah, exactly. You're a man at the end of the day. That's exactly right. Yeah, man. It's just, it's just respect. That's, that's all it is, man. For um, my point of view, just about having respect for the next person. Yeah. So, yeah. And being a, I asked somebody this recently too, the, um, being a big brother thing. Mm-hmm. I want to jump back to that if we can, because um, I mentioned earlier that it could have been my fault that me and my brother didn't hang out as much as we possibly could have sometimes mm-hmm. because I was doing my own thing. Um, like what kind of responsibilities did you take? Like, did you feel a responsibility to like be oh, that? Cause I, top. I only felt that in cer- certain times mm. like I punched a kid for almost hitting my brother like he he was he might have not even been going to but mm. he raised his fist and I like knocked Instinct. him in his stomach yeah. real quick and he for like sure. <gasps> sucked air and the whole thing and he <laughs> fell on the ground yeah. and it was just like all right now we're going home like now we're going home and yeah. he's on the ground and we're like let's just go dude yeah but that's I think that's kind of the only that's one of my only memories of being like a I feel like I was a good brother sometimes I don't feel like I was the best I mean, you were there when you need to. And as long as he knows you, like, that's, you got to understand, like, certain situations, like, you had going on that you didn't know that were going to affect now. Sure. A hundred percent. You know what I mean? So it's like, you can only blame yourself for so much. But as far as me and my brother, I had a responsibility, like, off top. He even looks similar to me. Mm. People say, but he's a little bit lighter. I used to be his skin tone when I was his age. And it got darker when I moved to Texas. But that's another story. But he looks exactly like me. And so I'm like, okay, well, let me, you know, take this kid under my wing. And a lot of stuff I'm saying now, he don't even know. Mm. But you have an obligation to anybody that's after you, whether it be your little brother or your son or nephew or somebody in your family. Like, okay, let me try to help him as much as I can. Right. Even when he makes me mad, like he don't listen when I'm telling him. I'd be like, you know what? That's how I was me at his age. Yeah. 
So stretch, 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 work out, get <laughs> up, do what I'm telling you to do. And he, you know, did you do it? And like, nah, go do it right now. Write it down, write it down and then remember yeah, <laughs> and then like, do it. The, these kids, bro, do not <laughs> listen. I'm telling you, they don't listen at all. So, uh, you said Chicago. Is, did, I don't know if we talked about this the last time. I don't think we talked about where you came from. Did, were you in Chicago? Nah. So I grew up in California. Okay. No, we did talk about this. That's right. We did talk about this. Yeah. So I was born in Vallejo, mm. Vallejo, California. It's like right outside of Sacramento. Um, right after I went to Vallejo when I was like five or six, I moved to San Diego. Mm. And I was there all the way up until high school. Mm-hmm. High school came. Moved to Dallas for four years of high school. After high school in Dallas, moved to San Antonio for college. Right. That's and then, how and we then, met. Right. And then that's how you, yeah, that's right. The trainer and the fuel. And that's how this whole, everything is taking place. That's right. Yeah. That's let's right. let's talk about that too. Like my, my career in basketball is not like the, like, like the ideal, like high school, I played all four years, but then college I played two. One of those years I got hurt, mm. tore my Achilles. So that was the first time I ever tore it. And then after those two years in college, I went straight, you know, play with the fuel and the ABA and stuff like that. Right. And then, you know, most people, you know, playing ball, like at the level I reached, they played all four years of college or they played at least one or two of like college and actually completed their full career and everything like that. Right. So mine's a little bit different. And, I don't know how to take that, but it's like, it is what it is. Well, I mean, you're still doing it. You're, yeah. you're, you're doing it like, and the same kind of goes for in a, you know, in a way, well, in a huge way, I guess, uh, LaMelo ball just got drafted, taking right. a very unconventional route. Well, he went like left his junior year, right? Uh, he, yeah, I think he dropped out. Well, he did drop out of high school, didn't he? Yeah. He, he dropped, dropped out, out of high school, dropped out of high school. Went to, didn't he, he did go to a college somewhere, right? For like, no. he, he, he like put on a uniform, right? Or was that, was that no, Jello? I, that was Jello. Jello, was Jello. Jello took the picture and then like flaked. So whatever happened Jello, to him. He got, he got caught in China. That's right. That's right. He got caught he didn't, in China. Well, he played right, like, right, I think right. exhibition. That was it. Right. And then LaMelo, he, he went from. Straight to Lithuania. Lithuania for a year. And then he went back to play in the JBA, that little league that his dad made. And right. Then, and then he bounced off of that. And then he went straight to high school for his last year at Spire mm-hmm. in Ohio. Then he went from there to another country in Australia playing in the NBL. Mm. So this, this kid, like you've been to four teams in like All over the place. five years. That's crazy. Very crazy. Very, uh, I think it's good though. I think that, I think that th- that probably, I think we're going to see more of that is my point. I think, I think there's going to be a lot more people bouncing on the college system. I do too. I don't, I don't love the college system. Clearly I didn't graduate college. Mm-hmm. Um, not because I don't know. There's a lot of reasons. There's, there's a lot of reasons we don't have to get into all of them, mm-hmm. but I went to college for like a, a couple of semesters and then bounced. And I'm glad that I did. And I yeah. think that a lot of other people are going to feel that same Bro. way and not take on all that student debt that they didn't. I guess college athletes wouldn't have to necessarily worry too much about that. But, but the regular student does. And like not to interrupt, but college is not needed like for everybody, bro. Like right. as long as you have a skill and a trade, because people say go to college, go to school, get an education. Right. I say make yourself valuable. 
somehow. Yeah. Get good at something. Right. Whatever it is. Get a skill and do something that you're good at is marketable for the outside world and public to make you a living. Cause that's what the end of the day is. I always get a little bit like, I feel bad for people who got, Oh, I got a bachelor's. I got a master's. Can't even get a job. You sure. You know what I'm saying? I got to get a doctor's now to get like a well-paying job. But if you have a person who's like good at what you're doing right now, or who's good at sports or good at, you know, plumbing or something like that, that can be marketable for the public. You're going to make a good amount of money. Yeah. Or at least even if you're not making a good amount of money, you will not be living on the streets. That's crazy. Living you, on the streets. You will make enough. <laughs> yeah. Living on the street. I don't know how that would work. Living on the street and you have a master's degree. Yeah, that would be incredible. Bro, that's that's got to be happening somewhere. Bro, that's happening for sure. No doubt. That's definitely happening. Probably where? In like, probably in uh, what's it called? What's the place with all the homelessness happening in California right now? You got San Francisco, San Francisco, San Francisco. San Francisco's what I'm talking got about. San Francisco, yeah. LA, San Diego's actually people don't know has a little bit of a rise in homelessness. Mm. You know what I mean? So everybody's getting pushed south. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. I don't, I don't know how true that is, but when I drive downtown, uh, drive downtown, I definitely see homeless people in San Diego. Yeah. And I might drive one day and then the next day out the week, I'll be like, I didn't see that person the other day. It's just more, just more. I'm like, well, there's something like I, I, I could uh, also be very wrong here, but I think I heard a number said around like 2 million or 30 million. It was something outrageous. Mm. It was some, something completely, I believe it like incomprehensible. I believe it in a way I do the way they run in that state, bro. Like, don't get me wrong as far as how California looks. Oh, it's beautiful. beautiful. It's beautiful. It's better, oh. in my opinion, the best state in the country. But there is a lot of corruptness with that government. There's a lot of stuff that is a reason why you got so much homeless people on the street. Oh, I think my roommate might be at the door and I might have locked. Sorry, ahead, give me yeah, one moment. Yeah, yeah. Hey, what's up? You're on the podcast right now. Hey, man, what's up? Are you, lo- uh, are you locked out? Like, I'm not trying. Yeah. <laughs> all right, all right, I'll be right there. Give me one sec. <laughs> Do your thing, bruh. Good. Good, yeah, he's in. All right. Come here, little baby. I know you're going to want some some love. Are you good? Okay. Homelessness, San Diego, 30 million people. Still recording, yes. Still right. recording, we all. Cool. Mm-hmm. Um. God, I hate the I hate the breaking of flows like that. <laughs> but it's all good. Hey, at least it's you know what? I don't mind it because it's like it's uncut. Sure. It's real. 100%. In your face. It's definitely <laughs> it's definitely real. I don't know how in your face it is. I uh, try not to be in too too deep in your face, <laughs> but <laughs> Hey, so okay, so you know remember Jim Rome, right? The sportscaster. Jim Rome? Jim Rome. R- no. No. Okay, well, he's a a former reporter and we're doing an interview like we're doing now. Yeah. He said the wrong thing to the guest. The guest flipped the table over during the podcast and jumped over and attacked him. I got to show you the video. Later. Jim Rome sounds like an old man. He's, is he, how old is this man? That I don't know of? how he is older, but he used to do like a lot of the, all the, he was the big time sports caster, like in the early 2000s till probably like the tens. Yeah. Like, He's real well known. What did he say? What this person? What, what did he say? He called. So he said um, they had tension and beef. So he decided to bring him on the show to clear it up. And 
<laughs> that was the first mistake. That first was the first mistake. <laughs> and then you called this man something that you he asked you not to call him. He gave him two times to like say, okay, don't call me that. Like literally oh, I'm talking like don't call God. me that. What did he I forgot the name he called him, but he said something to him he didn't like. He called him a certain name or nickname, whatever. Yeah. Um, and he said, Look, bro, don't call me that. And then he did again. And then he flipped the table over and just like, Yikes. this dude's like 6'5", and you probably like probably 5'10". Not smart. No. Not smart at all. No. And I'm assuming he's also a professional athlete. Who was the person that flipped it? You don't remember the person at all? Let me... Well, what, you, don't, you don't have to, but what was the... Uh, it's going to bug me if I don't... Because it's kind of like Lil Wayne. And you can't call him... You, can't call, you don't want to call him Dwayne. No. Nah, because that's his dad's name. He doesn't mess with his dad. Yeah. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah, Dwayne Carter. Yeah. Okay, so here's a video. His name is Chris Chris Everett. So yeah, click on it. Which guy's the uh that guy's the interviewer? No, that's that, the that's that, the guy that attacked that's him. That attacked him, yeah. First of all, uh I will say that he looks absolutely crazy. Yeah. Um in the eyes, right? To be yeah, his eyes are just completely bugging. Don't cross that guy. No. And that's the guy that uh yeah. he attacked. Okay. Yeah. Wow. Let me uh let me text me that video link real quick. Text you right now. Go ahead and put on your headphones so you can hear this. My god. Try out these bad boys. He is now playing for that team that he lit up. I'm talking about the new New Orleans Saints quarterback Jim Everett. There's the game winner right there. All right, that was then, and this is now. He's now a member of the Saints. Jim, good to have you on the show. Good to be here, Jim. Thank you. Check that. Chris Everett, good to have you on the show. You know what? You know, you've been calling me that for about the last five years. About two years, actually, Chris. Well, hey, you know what? Let me, let me say one thing. In that game, how many sacks did I have that we came back and won? How many sacks did you yeah, have? That game? Wait, what's, that his, was, what, what's his name? What? Jim, Jim Everett. His name's Jim. Yeah. Okay. Okay. They're both, they're, they're both Jim. He's calling him Chris. Yeah, that's ironic, right? It, why? Is it just like a mistake or is he like trying to make fun of him here? So I don't know the backstory, but yeah, he got upset because he called him Chris ever instead of mm. Jim. Ever, so, yeah. I want to see this man attack. Let's see, but this was back in 1989. You may may have even been Jim Everett back there, but somewhere along the way, Jim, you ceased being Jim and you became Chris. Well, let me tell you a little secret that, you know, we're sitting here right now. And if you guys want to take a station break, you can. But if you call me Chris Everett to my face one more time. I already did it twice. You better call one more time. We better take a station break. Well, it's a five minute segment or five segment show. We got a long way to go. We do. We got a long way to go. We do. I'll get a couple segments out of here. It's good to be here with you, though. Well, it's good to see you, too. Because you've been talking like this behind my back for a long time. But now I said it right here. Right. Exactly. We got no problem with that. I think that you, you probably won't say it again. I bet I do. Okay. Chris. I think that Oh my god. I tell you, I warn you oh and I say god. like, look, you call me something that I don't want you to call me one more time and I flip the table over. That's on you. So for him to do that, bro, that was a complete dumbass move. <laughs> Yo, don't ever let me get that. First of all, this dude's being a complete asshole. Yeah. That, that also, smart. yeah. That. What is that even about? What year is that from, by the way? That looked like a very much a 90s. Probably before that. Bro. You think 80s? Probably late 80s, early 90s, maybe. Jeez. But yeah, it's old. It's old. Super old. <laughs> you, yeah, that's on you, bro. You did that to yourself. It was just funny. 
Where <laughs> that makes me think, did I say anything to offend you today? No, <laughs> Clearly the table's not flipped. You yeah. Good. You <laughs> good. Right. I was laughing though at that. <laughs> Jesus. No, no thanks. That that's a giant man. Yeah. Um wow. <laughs> <laughs> what does he do? What was he he was a football player? Yeah, apparently a quarterback. I mean, I saw the little footage. He was a he was a quarterback. He, he okay. looked about like six four, six five. Yeah. You know what I mean? So yep. Well, I'm all out of questions. Oh, you know what? I'm actually not out of questions. We didn't hit on what excites you. What you you started talking about um what excites what's me. bothering you, but what yeah, what's exciting you right now? What are you excited about in the future? Or <sighs> what am I excited? Well, this podcast, bro, that's this is the this podcast I'm doing, I'm putting everything in because I'm doing being articulate. Did I even say the word right? Martic mark. Meticulous. 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 Being meticulous about all this. So I'm making sure that equipment's good, set up, everything like that. My content, when I'm bringing into the debates and stuff, like with my partner. And you know, debates are supposed to be controversial. So I say, I need you to say this. Mm -hmm. I need you to take this side. Even if you don't fully believe it, Mm -hmm. challenge yourself to be like, take a different stance. Just play devil's advocate. Play devil's advocate. That's what's going to bring me and grab your attention to the screen. So we're definitely doing the debates. We're also going to have the guests lined up. Like I showed you the list of like all the guests that's going to be on the show. And I'm excited about that. And I'm excited to bring that information to the public. Because a lot of players, and not even just players, but people need this type of talk. Talks that we're having like right now. We rarely jumped into basketball. We're just talking about other aspects of life. Mm. And my show is going to be geared to do the same thing try to, you know, actually give people real information that can actually use it. And also not only that, but use my platform that I have to also take criticism and advice to be like, okay, well, BJ, you need to do this better. You know what I mean? Because right. that's the only way you'll get better at what you do. How do you think taking, uh, being devil's advocate is going to play for you? Because like the way you said that makes me think maybe you're expecting your partner to always be the person who is maybe on the wrong side of history and they don't, and they don't really believe that. Exactly. So do you think that's going to mess with you? Cause what if he wants you to take the bad side? I'm going to take the bad side equally time. (laughs) Be like, okay, we're going to do this. Okay. Let's at least get both sides of the whole concept. Like, yeah, I'll take it. Sometimes you take it. Mm -hmm. It's going to be fun because it's like after the show, you know, you got people in the comments be like, Oh, you don't know what he's talking about. You guys are going at like me and him are going to be laughing. Like you read that. Like he, right, (laughs) right, right, right. right. You know what I mean? So, it's going to be fun. Man. That makes sense. It's going to be exciting. I interesting. can't wait. I can't wait. Very interesting. Yeah. Yeah. You just, so long as you're staying out of the comments and you're just laughing all, all the way to the bank, Bro, you'll, you'll be fine. You, know, once the views start rolling in and the, the attention for the show happens. Yeah. Right. Like it won't matter what people think of you. It's just right. Like one of the, um, guess I told you Rob Parker, mm. he's going to be on one of my shows. And when we had lunch in L.A. last week, the one thing he told me is something that Skip Bayless told him. And that's always go full fledged in what you believe in, even if it may look like people don't see like people call Skip Bayless a hater. 
I love I think, Skip Bayless. I like Skip Bayless too, even though he's like sometimes he does take those crazy. I think it's hilarious. I think it's hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> I love him. I love I love how hard he sticks to his shit like that. And it, I'm glad that you're saying that he told somebody to do that because Bro. that's one of the things that I love about him the most is except for the all the Kawhi number two stuff mm. that whatever. Yeah, whatever. This man. guy really but, believes what he says. Like he's going all the way with it. And I'll be like looking at Skip sometimes, be like, man, that was a little harsh. Like you don't have to say, you don't have to go there. But he's, you know, Rob is like, hey, like if you're gonna say something, be a hundred percent in it, right? And so when I look at guys like Shannon Sharp, who's LeBron, king of the LeBron club, like mm-hmm. that's where that stems from. And guys like you know Skip Bayless, Rob Parker, and Nick Wright and stuff like that. These guys are like a hundred percent full fledged in what they do. So I guess I'm gonna take that route. You know, still be rational and understand like okay you still can be a person that understands both sides but i'm gonna still make my point right i'm still make what i have to say so what do you are, do you already have some sort of idea of what the first show is going to be about who, who who are you planning on having on first so my first show is going to be like damn excuse me um i'm gonna have one of my former friends was actually a basketball player overseas in the Philippines. His name is Matt Rosser. He plays pro pro ball in the Philippines. Anybody that knows basketball in the Philippines knows that they are like the NBA over there. Like they basically, they love basketball in the Philippines. Mm. So he's treated like a star. I remember I went over there to see him play one time and we were pulling up to the arena. And once we get out of his car, you know, he had a few fans outside. They start grabbing their camera trying to take pictures and stuff like that. And, you know, basketball's king over there. So he's going to be my first guest. And then I'm going to be following up with other basketball players and stuff like that of that nature. And um, I'm excited, bro. I really am. We'll be right back. I'm about to go eat. Yeah, I'm about to go eat. Yeah. Where y'all going? Uh, Yard House. Nice. Yeah. You been there? Yeah. Is it good? Yeah. You never been there? Nah. Um, What you usually get? What do you like to eat? Like, what are you craving right now? They probably have it. They have a lot of different stuff. On on the on the cool bro, I want some nachos. They definitely have nachos. They gotta have nachos. They have like a lot of uh, it's almost kind of like gentrified American food. You know, like they got like a gourmet burger. They got like gourmet pizza, like a flatbread deal. They got uh, nice uh, truffle fries. Truffle fries, yeah. Of, yeah, shit. definitely get some uh, nachos and some, probably spread with some chicken in there. Hopefully they can do that. I would always just, I have, I usually, I don't go there very often, uh, but back when I used to, I was a big drinker. Mm-hmm. And so I always appreciated their beer menu. Their beer menu? Yeah, they had, good, they had like 50, 50 beers on tap. Man. <sighs> I know you like beer. I have my. I'll jump right back in here. We are back. Uh, we were talking about beer for a second ago. And, uh, <laughs> I, <like that. laughs> uh, I uh, yeah, I have my name on a wall for drinking two hundred different beers, different beers. I two hundred different separate beers um, in, in, in a year, different, beers. different types. Yeah. So there's like there's a bar. 
I think they have them all over the nation. I, it might only be a Texas thing, but I think they're all over the place. Yeah. Uh, it's called the flying saucer. You're not using the, the cup. I, I thought I had you using, uh, I have one of their glasses, which I shouldn't have, but yeah, whatever. Hey, I, we, we took one just, a long time ago. Saying, it just, it just happened. To, I mean, it's, it's live. We're here. Yeah. Uh, but no, yeah, my name's on the wall or the ceiling rather, uh, for drinking 200 different types of beers. You put like a, you go to the booth and you type in what beers you ordered and you, there's a right. limit to three. Right. Um, so I probably had more than 200 different beers in that year, but yeah, I do love beer. Me, and, uh, I, I like, I mean, not too much of a beer drink. I'll drink liquor. Like I like, you mm. know, Henny got Patron, you know, mix it up a little bit, but I, I've never been like too crazy about beer. Yeah. If I drink beer, it's going to be like Dos Equis. That's only because I was in San Antonio. Like a lot of people here, they drink Corona <laughs> or Dos Equis. That's how I used to be going to these little parties. They used to be like, Dos Equis, I'm like, I mean, I'm used to it now. So yeah, yeah. let's go yeah. and get pop one real quick. Yeah. No, um, for sure. I, I didn't think that you drank at all, really. So do you, that's, a, that's definitely one thing that I wanted to talk to you about is diet. And how much water are you drinking? I just felt that's... I needed a break, get my gallon of water. Do you need a refill? I just drank out of this, but do you want me to pour some in there? Uh, I was going to actually toast. Oh, you're going to toast with my, <laughs> <laughs> that's a first. Hey, I never oh, toasted a jug I, before. To answer your question. Mm. Mm. Mm-hmm. So rewind. A lot of people say that they don't think I, you know, say, oh, I don't know you drink. Let's define drink. Cause people be like, say you don't drink enough. So like sometimes a person, maybe a person who likes to drink, say, oh, you don't drink. Mm. I say, I drink, but I just don't drink every weekend or I don't drink on, on top. I drink, you know, socially. Sure. You know what I mean? If I got a boy or my friend over or something that's going on, a function, yeah, pour me a glass. Mm. But it's not like I'm getting <laughs> faded every weekend. Like, well, that's just not me. I should have asked you then. I, I knew I should have asked you. I, and that's kind of what I meant by when I, when I asked you, do, do you need anything? Yeah. And you responded with <laughs> just, just maybe a shower. I was like, just a you shower. got it. I can get you a shower. <laughs> I can get you a shower. Wasn't expecting the, that to be the response, but I'll take it. I got you on the shower. Yeah, bro. I mean, <laughs> I was like, hey, I just, all I needed was a place to, you know, shower, get fresh. For sure. Up. For sure. Good. But, um, the diet, wait, so what, what, what question about Well, diet? you're a professional athlete. So like, what are you eating <sighs> on? Like, are you trying to stick to a certain regimen? Um, for optimum mm-hmm. human optimization, all the, all those types of things, or are you just kind of blessed with good genetics? Okay. So a little bit of both. Um, I do eat healthy, you know what I'm saying? I don't drink no soda. Um, I don't drink, well, I drink, but I don't drink no sodas. I don't really, I try to stay away from like a lot of fried foods, mm. more baked, um, a lot of fruits and vegetables, um, a lot of water, a lot of milk, stuff like that. Genetics do come in because, you know, shoulders broad already. Don't really have to really work my shoulders out. Um, I've always been pretty high metabolism. Mm. So people say, well, you skinny. I'm like, I'm fit, but also like, uh, don't get it twisted. Like I can bench 200 plus. So it's like, don't get it twisted, but that's just genetics. And, um, Food wise though, like I eat pretty healthy, but I also cheat a lot. Like I do like my chips. I do like my sour worms. I do like 
Your what? Your sour what? Sour worms. Sour worms. Yeah. You think I said? No, I, I, I didn't know what the, I thought you said sour worms, but I usually when people say that I hear gummy worms, sour gummy worms, but you just said sour worms. Okay. I got you. No, I, I, that's what I thought you said. Yeah. I usually say, right. Gummy worms so, yeah. or gummy bears. Sure. Yeah. I used to love, I used to tell you like, you like gummy bears? Uh, yeah. I mean, for sure. There's two different types I've, I find there's the name brand and there's the not name brand. And I don't know which one I like. I know one of them is better. And I'm thinking that I actually like the off-brand better than the Haribo. I think Haribo, the, 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 those bears, I don't know what it is. They're dry, dry as hell. Like, and sometimes be extra chewy. Like they're hard sometimes. Hard, right? Yes. Yeah, and yeah, I'm yeah. like, this doesn't work for me. I'm going back to the neons. You know what I mean? Exactly. Like, that's yeah. That's that's where the I'm ones used to get a blockbuster. Yeah, those are the ones block. <laughs> <laughs> oh, R.I.P. R.I.P. There's one left. It's in Oregon. They have one left. One left. It's the only one left. I might. Well, California is right below Oregon. Was it Portland? I could find out, but it's a. Uh, I, I just saw it recently. It, if there's a, a blockbuster, I might have to take the. Trip. There's only one. Yeah. Let me just type it. Yeah, bro. Last blockbuster, Oregon. The last <laughs> tourist attraction. It's in Bend. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. I was gonna say Bend, but I wasn't Bend, sure. Bend yeah, Oregon? Bend, yeah. Oregon. What? You're taking a trip there. My one of my favorite bands is from there. What's uh, your band? Larry and his flask. Larry and his flask. Larry and his flask. And then the, I don't know if I actually don't know if they're still making music together anymore. But they were the first concert that I ever saw in Austin, um, like live, real type of concert. Like I'd been to other things with my parents, but that doesn't really count, you know? <laughs> yeah. You typically was always like some sort of cheesy carnival thing, some mm. sort of musical event like that. But this was the first type of, um, concert concert where there's beer being slung in the air and all kinds yeah, of crazy full, shit like that. You got the full experience, <clears throat> the full experience, the crazy crowd. Yeah. Bro. Uh, but yeah, they're from Oregon. You ever smashed a beer on beer can on your head? Never. Don't plan on it. Not that guy. That's not me. I've never been the frat kid doing the crazy pranks. Like that's not even a prank. What is that? Just yeah, that's, that's just a tradition. That's like, just some crazy. Like, so you've done that? I've never done it. I've seen many people do. I've seen this the stupidest thing, bro. Like somebody smashed it with a like actually there's beer still in it. Mm. I feel like that's how you do it. No, no, you supposed to drink it and then you smash it. Mm. They wasted it. They wasted it. <laughs> <laughs> what happened? Well, I was like, man, some of the stories I, I saw, I was like, man, I was, I can tell a bunch of stories on that. Tell them. So that I one, hear them. Um, I went to this one house, it was in college, this frat house, basically. And I don't know if it was a Sigma or Cap, one of those frats, bro. And I just remember going to like one of them, they did like this huge drinking game. And I guess like, a few guys were actually, you know, smashing the beers on their head and stuff like that. And that's mm. why I said I saw the one they had actual beer still left. And I'm like, bro, what are you, aren't you supposed to drink? I've never done, but aren't you supposed to drink it up? And he said, it is what it is. <laughs> Yo, it is there's it a is. lot of, there's a lot of crazy things that have happened right after that sentence has been said. It is what it is. It. <laughs> and then he blacks out, kills somebody yeah. on the way home. Good Lord. Yeah. Yeah, bro. I miss college. You don't miss college or do you miss, uh, the, miss being like that age? Cause you, I remember it's like five, four, like four or five years. I mean, I guess it was all right. 
Yes and no. It was okay. I didn't have too much going on in that time. Like everything was kind of still, um, I don't know when I was 18, 18, I still didn't have a car. 19 might've just no 19 still didn't have a car. I didn't think I got a car till I was like 20 something. Mm -hmm. And so that was a pain in my ass walking the two and a half miles to go to work first for the, Mm -hmm. for those, however many years that was whenever I went to college. So 20, yeah, I don't think I got a car till 14. So a couple of years of just walking to go work at Starbucks Mm -hmm. for minimum wage and then walking to campus and walking to at some point, whenever you met me, I did have a car and I had just finally gotten quit the Starbucks job and gotten hired at Maverick. But, um, nah, I mean, college was okay. It was, a uh, a lot of strange years. I, maybe I, maybe I'm not reminiscing on them so hard because there was absolutely a lot of alcohol. And so part of me doesn't remember all of the things. So you was heavy in the drinking game. Oh yeah. That's how I got fat. Do you, did you ever see fat me? I think you might know to about be it. Honest, I really didn't. I didn't think there was much of a difference from you now and you back then. Well, I think right whenever you met me uh, initially, I was probably about where I am right now. Mm. And then, yeah, f- either 14, it was either 15 and 16 or 14 and 15. There were two really balls to the walls mm-hmm. drinking every almost every night really yo yeah because damn, ca- karaoke man a maverick daniel yo <laughs> <laughs> i was a, i was a crazy dude not crazy dude but i was uh yeah we i liked to drink quite a bit at that time and we would go out j- mostly for karaoke i was really into doing the karaoke all over the all over the city we had spots and like not every bar has it every night. So mm-hmm. there's Mondays we'd be at Boneheads, Tuesdays we'd be at Oak Hills Tavern, Wednesdays there was a free day. Wednesdays nobody had karaoke. Now there actually is someone. I think I think uh, Steely Nevadas, which I never got to go to, has karaoke on Wednesdays. And Thursdays back to Boneheads. Fridays probably Dad's karaoke. So Saturdays Dad's karaoke every, every single day. day. Sunday even. Even Sunday. Sunday's Oak Hills Tavern every day. So and that's just find time to do homework. I didn't have homework. I wasn't in college. Oh, yeah. Two semesters. I dropped out after two semesters. So you weren't doing it even when you were in college? In co- Okay. In real college? No, no. I I didn't drink too much in college, college. I, uh, no, no. Okay. I, I, I did a little bit, but not, not too much. Gotcha. I didn't go to any of the crazy parties like that. I heard stories of other people going, but I yeah. didn't, I didn't. It wasn't cool enough. That's, <laughs> bro, that's where you get all that stuff out of you in college, bro. Like. I would say me, I wasn't too crazy. I was just focused on ball and schoolwork. And I wasn't thinking about going like tons. I went to parties, but not like just because I knew people, but not like something crazy where I was drinking every weekend. Mm-hmm. Like, but that's where you get all that stuff out of you, all of your system. 100%. Now, those people I've seen in college, you look at them now, they're family people. They got a wife, kids. They're just complete. I'm like, bro, what happened to you? And like, hey, I settled down. I got everything out of my system, so I'm good. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> I, I think that the uh, pres- one of the presidents of the United States—I uh, forgot his name. What is his name? Bush W. W. Bush. I think he had like some. One. He did some the second one. Okay. Pretty sure he did some crazy college stuff, and definitely Clinton. Clinton did some wild stuff. <sighs> All Bro, and more just keeps coming out and coming out. Apparently, but Clinton was off the chain. 
<laughs> and oh, I don't yeah. really even know too much other than the I did not have <laughs> such relations <laughs> with that woman. I can't do the accent anymore. Well, I think you determined that was bullshit. <laughs> uh, and then the Epstein Island and the whole all that ring of child craziness. You saw that too? Bro, somebody was telling me about that too. Like there's the private island or Yeah, they call it Fuck Island. Where they where Jeffrey Epstein and I, I don't, I'm going to get some of this wrong, but a Jeffrey Epstein would fly people to this private island that he had. And apparently there's a lot of high names and I don't know, Clinton, I guess, was on that plane with Epstein like 27 times or something like that, even though he's denying that he even like knew the guy. Clinton, so. Clinton, man, that that's a, that's a crazy dude. <laughs> that's a crazy dude people love him though like yeah they do and even women they do even though there's he's he's kind of like a creepy dude in my opinion i think most dudes when they look at him can see the creepiness females not so much right i i don't know but they seem they to love him as a, as a player or, something or maybe like it's that. just his money i don't know i don't know money will change a lot of things make you look more attractive than what you are and he does seem like a confident dude so there's yeah. also that but for sure, because if you look at that match between him and Hillary, like, do you think that really matches together? No, <laughs> no, exactly. No, I think they. I, I don't even think that they're married in a in a sense. I think that they kind of have a a business relationship where they are trying to take over the world and just get the and, ha- and have and have fifty different fuck islands. Yeah, do all these different scandalous things. Right. Yeah. No, I don't think they're they're good people. <laughs> Yeah, from afar that. I've been saying that but. <laughs> yeah man but yeah that's pretty much what I have going on as far as good and I had something else I wanted to say I did tell you about so this is kind of good and bad I did tell you about Dubai right no so I had a contract I signed to go play in Dubai. Really? Yeah, okay. right after we had our little podcast. Okay. I got a contract offer two weeks later, and I signed. And they said the season was going to start in October. So I'm actually supposed to be gone by now. Right. But then my agent comes and hits me up, I want to say about two weeks ago. Or no, I'm saying two months ago, and tells me, like, there's no me a league, or it's going to be postponed due to the COVID. Mm-hmm. So it, it started off good, and then it turned into bad and... So it's done? Like you're not going to be able to play there? No. Nah. Why is that? Because of the COVID. But but they're just, oh, it was going to be a, a, like a brand new league. No, like, it's no, it's the same. So it's the UAE league. So if you look that up, UAE league is the big league over in the UAE in Dubai. Mm-hmm. And they're not going to continue the season because because a lot of these little sports leagues are not continuing because of COVID. Oh, and by the time that their season will be back, your contract will technically be up? No, like, they're, what's not, happening? they're not happening entirely. They're not going to have the season at all. Right. And so they say postpone, but... My agents are saying just don't look to have a season this year, right? Over there, which is kind of bummer. But in the future, though, like like you're technically still going to play. You think in Dubai? I hope so. But if, yeah, I hope so it, too. If That's it a- doesn't happen, I'm I'm on the mindset right now, thinking it's not going to happen, because usually when I hear the words postpone or if I hear the word, um, maybe then it's usually a word for no. Yeah, sure. So, so maybe I don't understand what I'm what you're saying because if the league's still happening so why wouldn't you if you've already signed a contract so why in the future wouldn't they want you so 
And that's why. Or like, or like what's happening there? Why would that? So, okay. So, okay. Let me explain a little better. Let me explain a little better. So yeah, I signed the contract. So the league entirely is shut down for right now. Mm. And when they say postpone, my agent's looking at like, okay, yes, you signed the contract, but still if the league, there's no league to play in, then the contract is pretty much null and void. I see. I see. So I'm looking at like, all right, well, Dubai's out for now. If it happens down the line, cool. If not, then I'll have a backup plan. And going back to like COVID, this this whole thing with COVID, how do you how do you feel about it? Like, cause I'm thinking like it's messing a lot of things up with. Oh, it's messing. Do you feel like shutting the economy down is the right answer? No, absolutely. I don't think it's the right answer. <laughs> Honestly, yeah. I think that uh, I think that originally what we should have done is maybe. Uh, maybe have shut down things for like, but actually shut it down and actually everybody play by the rules and do what other countries have done. And I don't know if other countries have completely eradicated. I think all those other places are actually having Mm -hmm. cases come back now. And so it might not have done anything for us, but Mm -hmm. I think that, um, I think that, people need to make money. <laughs> like people, 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 need, people to need to be able to fend for themselves. And there really is nothing in, they're not supposed to be able to do that. Like you can't tell me that I can't work. That's not something that is supposed to be possible. Bingo. Because one, a conversation I was having with a friend, we we're talking about the same thing. And he said, look, you can tell me not to work, but compensate me. Sure. I'm not working. Yeah. But don't sit here and tell me I can't work. And then, not get paid at the same time. Right. You got to pick a poison that either one I'm going to work and make a way to, you know, have money. Cause you're going to still charge me for these bills. Like my rent still got to be due. Car mm-hmm. notes still got to be due. Car insurance, food, all the utilities that do not stop. Bills do not stop. Nope. So what do I supposed to do? Supposed to just stay home and live off the $1,200 they gave you. Which is like, by the way, the one when, time, was it supposed in, to be a second one? There, there was talk of it. And then I think, uh, if I'm not, I might be getting somebody's name mixed up here, but I think Pelosi had something to do with Ness that, Pelosi. with that being, uh, um, held off until further, um, things with, with Biden and their, I, I, I could be talking out of my ass. There might be something coming like once something else was settled. I don't know. Trump, goes, but. The, the Trump literally said, if you guys vote me in, you'll have another stimulus check. If you vote me in, <laughs> so this dude's trying to pimp us out, talking about if you vote me in for this next term, then you know you get your stimulus check. Right. It's like, well, how much are we talking though? How much are we talking? Like, Twelve hundred hey, is not enough. Hey, give me a couple hundred thousand. Maybe, maybe I would have voted differently, but yeah. I no, not for 1200. Twelve hundred. Like I, I, I maybe could be bought in some cases for right. sure, right. somewhere, <laughs> but. I don't know. Yes, yeah, it's, it's sad, man. Like seeing people like actually struggling and not being able to um, take care of themselves, and then they got families to take care of, and it's a crazy situation. Very sad. Yeah. Yep. I uh, like I I don't know if I said this last time, but. I got very lucky in uh, in having a nice sized job right before everything happened, and uh, I wish that Same. everything hadn't happened. But I was okay, and uh, only I don't know. It's been like two or three months now. Three, yeah, probably about three months where I've been like, all right, 
everything's starting to run out. We need to figure out what we're doing here. And luckily, Texas is relatively open for the most part. And people are still trying to move and shake and do things. And there are companies that are trying to survive. And so mm-hmm. I am still like necessary for them to try to further their business. And so um, it's not completely dry, but, but yeah. Yeah. And that's another thing that the whole contract in Dubai was going to be a nice little penny. Like, yeah, Dubai <laughs> is big boy. And it, see, I didn't know too much about the, like, so let me tell you how I got the offer. So somebody hit me up on Instagram, mm. you know, like a regular, he's an ambassador for the league. Mm-hmm. And he messaged me and say, hey, I can make you 80, 80 grand to a hundred grand for five months. Interesting. Wow. Yeah. And I thought it was just like some bullshit. So I'm like, right. Of course. So I'm like, all right, let me look this dude up. So he's, he's a legit guy legit ambassador and then I said okay what do I need to do first of all what are we talking about and he gave me the country of Dubai UAE gave me the team name stuff like that and um I said how'd you find me and he said he saw me on YouTube that's how powerful it is he saw he sent the tape that he's seen me playing in and he said that's how I found you mm. you'll be a good fit over here so I was like well if you can set it up and then you're talking about this amount of money then yeah I'm I'll be a fool not to take it yeah so he hit me back for the next two, three days, bro, with that contract. He said, here, here's the team. Here's the team owner. He's expecting your email. Sign, read it, what you got to do with your agent, and then send it back in. And then that was it. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> um, that would be a great paycheck for sure. Five months, six months for nearly six figures, if not, in fact, six figures. That's great bro, money. let me show you the arena. Let me show you the arena how it was supposed to look. And it's not a new league, is it? It's a it's nah. a it's an established league, it's and called, it's a reputable team. It's called the UAE. So U is an umbrella, A is an apple. Can you talk about the team, or or no? Can you not like like nah, what was the okay? Yeah, so I can so I I can do is I'll show you the team name, and then the place that we're supposed to be playing at. Yeah, Dubai. Dubai is a beautiful country. They've got despite their, uh, I guess, opinion on, uh, women and the whole thing with that, but. So that's the outside. Oh, wow. And then press that back button. You can check the inside the next photo. Uh-huh. Oh, wow. Ooh. Let me zoom in. Oh, can't zoom in. Okay. That's fine. How many, uh, how many people does that thing hold? Bro, I didn't, did you send me how much it holds? At least a, at least a couple thousand. I was going to say a few thousand, a right? Few thousands yeah. at least. Um, I don't know the exact number, but definitely I was all on that, bro, because it, it, a lot of guys are trying to, still trying to get a job. Sure. Like, still trying to play somewhere else. And, you know, it gets to a point where it's like so many people are ready to play. I never knew how many people play basketball until like you start not looking just at America, but looking at, you know, Canada and Mexico and diff- these different countries. And it's like, you know, it's a global sport now. Yeah. You're no longer competing against guys just in the United States. You're going against guys who are just overseas and stuff like that. So you get an opportunity to play anywhere. You always got to run with it no matter what. If it's a good amount, is it a safe country? Um, is it you're a good fit for the team? Then you take that opportunity and run with it. 
thank God and just go about your business. For sure. Every time we talk about this, it makes me feel like there's somewhere for me. <laughs> I feel like some team could take me somewhere. Maybe not that, maybe not like, I don't know. I probably a lower level team. I would, I, I try to be, I, I try to think highly of myself, but That's honestly, but on the other hand, like there is a certain level of reality. Like I know that there just are people who are, naturally more athletic and gifted and they put in just as much work as I did. Mm-hmm. And so they have both. Yeah. And that's what you have to have to make it in these types of leagues. Like you, yeah. but thinking about that type of cash and that type, and I would do it for way less than that. Yeah. Way less. <laughs> I, I, yeah. I would play for five months. I would play for a whole year for like $12,000. Yeah. That would cover rent and basic necessities, I think. I would have to live very, very much paycheck to paycheck um, and skimp on lots of things. But if all I was doing is working out, playing basketball, and all of my bills were met, I wouldn't give a shit. That would be great. Bro, that's... <laughs> and that's that, how I felt as a child, too. And I that's still I think that still holds true for me. You just want to hoop. If you can hoop and get paid off of it, that's, that's the dream, bro. It's like, yeah. And... and also, my podcast is going to be a lot of it's going to circle around the younger players and understand that the NBA is not the only league in the world. You know what I mean? Because mm. and it's something where you growing up, be like, oh, I want to play in the NBA. I want to play in the NBA. I want to do this. I want to play in the NBA. One percent of one percent. One percent out of one percent make it in that league. And you can be chasing that dream for so long and then you can miss the opportunity of making it on a top level overseas team or getting paid. Because at some point, it's going to be about how much you're getting money. Right. You're going to be like, okay, well, NBA is just not going to happen. So I need to look at other options. And you can get a lot of money. These overseas teams, like these overseas leagues are making, and they'll bring you in. You'll be making more money over there than you were ever thinking in America. Right. And it's like, don't give up on your dreams. But remember that Stefan Marbury also played in China or wherever he played. And Allen Iverson played in, I think, somewhere in in Asia. Was it Germany? Was it Germany? Yeah. It was Regardless, Germany. Yeah. both of those people are very talented. Clearly, right. Hall of Famers. Right. Stefan Marbury. Did you see that uh, that documentary? It's called um, "A Kid from Coney Island." I missed it. So it's, check it out. It's on Netflix, and it talks a lot about how his experience in China was, mm. and how you know actually he's the guy who actually tailored for everybody else now to go overseas it was because of him. Because remember when he first went over there, people kind of looking at him like. Yeah. Mm, China. What are you know. doing? What are you doing going to China now? All the top players. He owns, he kind of owns it over he there, right? He got a statue over there. That's yeah. crazy. He got a statue in China. A black man has a statue in China. That's a really, wow. Actually, that's a really big thing. A black man has a statue in China. That is crazy. That's, inc- that's incredible. That's a story to tell. Like that's more, of a or even not even that he's black, but an American too. American. At that, an American, American has a statue in China. Exactly. And, yep. And that's more of a story to tell than a guy over in the NBA just doing what he's doing. Because it's like you're China. You know how many people are on in China? Billions. Billions of people. Like the impact he's making over there. The impact somebody over here could never make because just not enough people to reach. Like. And they have a different level of fandom too. They do. Like, like they're more dedicated. They're super dedicated. And LeBron, I remember one time 
he even said like he didn't he didn't know he was he didn't know Kobe he thought he was more famous until he saw what Kobe had over in China. In the Olympics. Yeah, like that, yeah. He thought he was famous. Look, this is LeBron James right now saying that I I didn't know I was not famous till I saw Kobe when he was in China. Yeah. So that tells you the basketball like level of loyalty they have over there. Yeah. Kobe. Good lord, man. No, you're gonna get me crying, man. I know, I know. <laughs> I'll show you the footage of me. I told you on the last time uh, I was about to shoot a video and then I got that news and I caught my like genuine crying breakdown reaction on film because I just hit record and then clutch points, I think, told me. So, yeah, I've got that somewhere. I still haven't got it's almost been a year now and I haven't gotten around to looking at that footage or any of it, but. Yeah. yeah. Every time I see, uh, every time I see low clouds, every single time, like there was a, there was a really deep haze uh, just a couple of days ago, mm-hmm. hanging out over all these little, uh, these hills over here. And I'm just yeah. like looking at them and that it's all I think about. I can't see, I can't see low clouds without thinking of Kobe. Mm-hmm. So yeah, man, for sure. There was actually a day the other day. Um, I was not feeling, uh, happy. I was feeling a bit depressed even you could say. Mm -hmm. And then, so I had the whole day, I had this whole shitty, just hating everything type of day. And then at, at eight 24, I looked down and I just happened to see it and I'm like, all right, just, just pull yourself out of it. Just don't like, stop. You're doing this to yourself. Stop, stop being so negative. Yeah. Yeah. It's some, it's certain times that like, you know, going back to COVID, I don't want to keep bringing COVID up, but, you know, at first what happened when we first got it, like people were kind of, you know, losing their minds and being like, you know, we're going to have to stock up people buying stuff in the stores and everything like that. So we didn't know what we were dealing with. And then gradually over time, okay, you start seeing the reality of what's going on. So we're in month nine. So if you're still reacting how you are in the first month with COVID, then it's like, yeah, bro, like, come on. Yeah, <laughs> no, like, no, no. Nobody has to stock up all the toilet tissue and food that you need. Like that's not necessary, bro. Did you ever play Halo as a kid? I growing did. Up? Yeah, I did. I think that this is the way that that starts. Yeah, I think it is too. You <laughs> like, know, <laughs> like this is just the the little piece that starts the entire story of of Halo, and we start putting cover like cloth masks over our face, and some people are already going to the face shields. And at some point there's going to be, there's going to be a new disease where there, there's something that's actually airborne and you can't smell like, mm-hmm. like, like you, if you get this into your nose, you will die. And that's where the body armor starts happening. That's mm. where everybody starts having their right, own oxygen right, tanks. Right. And then we're all just covered up in this armor right. and now we're yep. halo. And then that is when the aliens show yep. up. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yes. That's very true, bro. Like I just really realized that. It's amazing what video games and TV can actually tell you about real life. I mean, I hope not, but but, it's but like, it might. It's like a coincidence. I'm not saying it won't happen, but it definitely it's like how you lined everything up. It's like what's going on right now. Yeah. Are you the face shield guy? How how scared of it are you? Not. You're not scared of it at all. Not really, but yeah. like th- like you know it exists, but it's just like yeah. at a certain point, it's like. My thoughts on the whole thing, bro, like, I feel like it is for real. I think it's something that people need to take precaution of. Um, But I don't think it's something any more different what people should have been doing since the beginning. 
Like you should have been washing your hands back when, like, yeah. you know what I mean? Like <laughs> yeah, elementary be, school shit. Yeah. It shouldn't be a fad <laughs> where you have to wash your hands and being clean, covering your mouth, you know, with your arm and things of that nature should have been just things that you pick up when you were a kid. So yeah. I'm thinking like, okay, well, this is something that shouldn't change the reality of like what's been going on, like still do the same things. Um, social distancing. I mean, okay. But the mask in general, I have mixed feelings about. I don't think that we should be focusing so much on the mask and that as much as we should be focused on, on up in our immune systems. A hundred percent. Like how you eat, working out. You you know what's crazy? They closed the gyms in California. They closed the gyms everywhere. They closed them here too? Yeah, that's why I was telling you uh, earlier. They COVID hit. I had just signed a contract with uh, with Gold's Gym and then they closed it and they, they weren't going to charge me for the months that they were closed. Right. But... I went, I had my body scan. They told me I was a, a, I guess I wasn't fat, but I was, uh, I was, uh, they, they gave me my body composition. Uh-huh. And then, uh, the second I walked out the door, I got an email that said, Hey, all the gyms are now effectively closed. And, uh, yeah, that's that. But yeah, they closed, I'm pretty sure they closed gyms across the nation. All Bro, of them. They closed all the gyms in California. And I'm thinking like, wait a minute. If you're talking about up in our immune system, don't we need the gym? Like, don't we need to be active and stuff like that? Because I'm not seeing no cases from the gyms. No. You're not seeing no cases either, are you? I mean, I guess I haven't been paying too much attention to the gyms, but I, of the people that I know that go to gyms, no. No, yeah. I, nobody I know that's like in a fit. I know there are some that are fit and have gotten healthy, but that, that was happening anyway. Like some people have been healthy and they're so ripped and crazy. And then they just have a heart attack out of nowhere. Like that, that happens. Shit like that happens. But, uh, no, I haven't heard of a lot of cases coming out of gyms, but you close the gyms down, you force people to wear masks. You tell people about the social distance, but the immune system is what I think people need to be actually doing. And I think that you know, quiet is kept, but it's, I mean, you can agree or not. I think America, when it comes to dieting and taking care of itself, I feel like we don't have the best, the, we don't have the most um, care about how we eat, what we put in our bodies. Yeah, exactly. You know it, it's, I mean? it's like we were talking about stretching and being disciplined and doing it because you, they, they don't know that they need to do it yet. And they haven't had the experience to where it's really affecting them to, a life or death situation like it could be now. And right. now that everything's here, uh, I mean, there, there's a huge difference between being healthy and being actually healthy. Mm-hmm. Like you could just be healthy and living and be overweight and technically, right. We're overweight and just here and we're, we're alive at, right. at, in terms of being healthy. I'm alive. Right. Like that's not really healthy. Right. That's, it's not. It's no. not. And then it's like the foods that we put in our bodies, like, you know, processing, like you pretty much have to eat organic just to have healthy fruit. Like, and you know what I'm saying? Cause all the pesticides you spread on like the regular fruit, apples and stuff like that, that goes in your system. And I think more times when people start, cause I had to do it, educate myself on what I put in my body, mm-hmm. still doing it to this day. I think you'll see a more of an increase of like, better health you'll see a better crease of people's moods stuff like that like that you know for sure you know what i'm saying vitamins all that good stuff is what you need in your in your body all the natural resources we have here in the world 
that right. God put on the earth is what we should be putting in our body. Right. It's really hard to find food that isn't touched by some sort of chemical. And even if you grow it yourself in some cases, because the soil, I guess, is already tainted, you can't even make <laughs> non-chemical food, yeah. even if you're growing it yourself in right. some cases. So right. yeah, it's a big, it's a big issue. But I, as somebody who does pay attention to what they eat on a regular basis, okay, uh, the last couple of weeks, it's been real bad because, mm. uh, I've been eating basically nothing but macaroni and cheese and chicken, mm. but, uh, I mean, it's, you know, it's not, it's not the absolute worst. Yeah. It could be pizza. Pizza's, it could be some, pizza. Pizza is terrible, but yeah, but my point is I do think about what I eat all the time and, uh, I'm always, I, I have a good regulation of my body. I know like what I'm feeling and some people, a lot of times they don't, they don't know, like if you're eating sugar all the time, that's just what your body feels like. It just always feels like shit and you don't even know that you feel like shit. But I had this, I was, I've been eating fine. And then I had this beet juice that my friend Amos gave me. Um, and I, I, it gave me, I wasn't expecting this. I didn't expect this at all. It hit me about two hours after drinking the whole juice. And I was just like, really, it increased my mood and it increased my focus. And I had this like vibrating buzz to me. Right. And I've been told that apparently beets do that to you. I haven't looked that up myself, but somebody told me that beets can help with like focusing like that Mm -hmm. and can give you that buzzing sort of healthy glow effect. Yeah. I've never, see, I never ate beets either, but I do know that it's like super beneficial for you. Yeah. Any type of fruit, anything that you put in your body is going to like be how you act. So like you said, if you have sugar in your body, you ain't going to have no energy. Right. You're going to be like crashing, falling asleep in class, whatever it may have you. But if I have my certain vegetables, if I drink water, if I, you know, eat full real meals, then I'm going to be like much more energetic and it's going to be better for my day. Cause you know, you've seen a person who hasn't eat all day, like how their mood is. Right. Yeah. They're pissed off and going to, yeah. yeah they're like, going to cut you, you off in traffic and not care. <laughs> you got to add to with me and nobody did nothing, but you know, they ain't putting the right food in their body and stuff right. like that. So it's crazy. <sighs> I would really like, uh, to have to, I, I really need to stop eating all this macaroni. <laughs> like I was saying earlier how I've been depressed here and there. And I think Mm. that might have something to do with it. I think I may be eating too much macaroni, too many carbs. Yeah. Too many carbs. I, I I need to start buying some more apples myself. Yeah, bro. Apples and oranges, man. Like I used to suck on oranges, like for real, like really suck on for some reason they give me energy because calcium suck on them. Like, suck the juice out of them. Okay. And then I'll, you know, eat it, whatever. But I mm. start off with, it's kind of like. You're like savoring it. Yeah. 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 I like, you know, cause I don't know if you had sour straws before. Yeah. Okay. So I used to like suck on the sugary part first and then I'll eat. Interesting. Straw, you know what I mean? Are you a slow eater? Whenever you're no. eating anything, you eat pretty fast though? I eat fast. Huh. But I, I slowed down over the years cause I don't know how somebody explained to me, but when you eat fast, you're not getting the full effect of the meal. That makes sense. In terms of knowing that your stomach is full yet. Right. Yeah. Right. So now you can be overeating without even knowing it, or you can be rushing, just not taking your time, letting your food digest. Mm, right. It's too big for your body to get the full benefit. Yes. That makes sense. Yep. Yeah. So that's, I'm taking my time now, but I still eat pretty, pretty rapid. 
Yeah. Do you know when that started? Cause I, I always tell this story of why I eat fast, but I think I might just be stealing it from my dad. Cause there was always enough food growing up, mm. but my dad used to tell me a story where if you didn't make it to the table, there was no food because all the other men in the house would eat it before mm. you got it. And so that's where the eating fast needed to happen in order to live no, <laughs> or to be I, full. That wasn't me. Like we always had food. It was just, it was just, I don't know. I just like to eat. Yeah. <laughs> I, just, I love to be, I'll eat up a fat person. I eat like a fat guy. For me real. too. I tell people I'm, I really am a little fat boy on the inside. Like yeah. it takes work to stay skinny. It takes a lot of work. And it's easy. Basketball is a really good way to do that. You don't even realize how much cardio you're doing when you're playing basketball. Yeah. It's, but I mean, for me, it's just like, oh, you're just hooping. But yeah, yeah you're right. You don't yeah. you know yeah. how many calories you burn. You turn on your, your, my calorie watch. I burn at least 1500 in like a little pickup game, like three or four games, you know, like of threes or fours. Yeah. 1500 calories. Easy. Y'all got a court out here? Yeah. Uh-huh. Well, not, not right, right here. We can go down the street if, well, you got, you got things to do, but yeah. Yeah. But yeah. There's a court out here. Next time I come, go to the court, get some shots up. Yeah. I'd, I'd love to, uh, to get your opinion of where I could fit in a league. <laughs> that pass you showed me the other day to your, your roommate was actually a good pass. I'm like, I still have images. I was laughing because it hit him in the face. He, he's here right now. You, you meet this man in, in the flesh. You like, can hit him in the face you, yourself. You gotta have your hands up. <laughs> I've been telling him, dude, I've been telling him the way, cause he played, he played football and I've been trying to teach him, um, just the ball is always a fumble right the entire game of basketball the ball has been fumbled and you want it you're trying to get Mm -hmm. it so have your hands up be ready because it's going to come your way at some point whether you know it or not it's coming so it's it's gonna happen yeah so yeah but dope yeah yeah man I, i i feel like uh i feel like you might have somebody waiting for you yeah you About might that time. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> okay. I know you got to get out of here. So yes, uh, sir. I appreciate you, man. Hey man, it's been a pleasure. Um, podcast is great. And thank you for the opportunity for allowing me to be here and actually do the podcast with you. You want me to shout out my media information again for people that didn't get it. Yeah, no, we got you. I, I, I will, I'm going to, I'm going to put a little tag on it. So it'll, it'll be up there and I'll put everything in the descriptions, but it's B jizzle B I J I Z. B B J I Z Z L L E. There it is. Yes, sir. There it is. Yeah. And I, there, there will be a little thing popping out of your head here in a second. And then everything yeah. that he has is in the description below. Um, thanks everybody. DanGilvan.com for all things me. Uh, subscribe to the Patreon. Help a brother out <laughs> and uh, uh, help help me make this dream uh, come to fruition here. We got <laughs> we got to keep oh, we got to we got to keep pushing here. And uh, now, I mean, I, most of that's going to come from me. I've got to put some, I've got to make some uh, secret content or extra content or something. There, there's just more work for me to be done for people to actually subscribe to Patreon. So how about this? How about leave me comments somewhere in the, in the description or hit me up on DMs and tell me what you would like to see that you would actually pay money for. And that'll, that'll help me go in the right direction. You heard the man help a brother out. You know what I mean? Do the right thing. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Thanks everybody. All right. Appreciate Appreciate it. Yes, sir. Later. Yes, sir. Bam. Oh, that was great.
Ray, how much recording time was that? I told you.